spreading around the globe as leaders are Everyone, listen up. Gypsy Danger, report to Bay 08, level A42. Pilots, ready to connect. Jake, your father always said he wanted you to be a pilot. He said a lot of things. I'm not a hero like he was. I'm not gonna be stuck waiting for someone else to come save my ass. This is our time to make a difference. You better gear up. All right, Marco, get ready. No this is for real! Initiating. Today, who's that, Yamarashi? Oh, this little kaiju? The edge of our hope. You know, he was one of the biggest Category 3s ever. The end of our time. There's 2,500 tons of awesome. We've chosen not only to believe in ourselves, each other. What do we do? We fight! That's what I'm talking about! Today, we face the monsters that are at our door. See, the first wave, that was just the house. Categories 1 to 4 away was nothing. I'm going to fight to them. The second wave, that is the exterminators. And they will finish the job. Let's go fishing. Let's say it with me, my man. We're going to own this bad boy. All right, Joe, we are going to own this thing for sure. <laughs> Today we are canceling the apocalypse. Welcome to the Shatterdome. Greetings everyone, and welcome to episode 2 of The Shatterdome, your weekly source and all-encompassing central hub for in-depth, long-form discussion, speculation, and analysis on the multifaceted and unique universe of Pacific Rim. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by my co-host, Dan. How are you, Dan? Oh, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man, it's a great pleasure. Great pleasure. I'll finish up the new in the intro and then we'll jump all the way in. So for our new listeners, the Shadow Dome is a Pacific Rim podcast that is, much like the in-universe facility of the same name, a central HQ for Jaeger and Kaiju research, including coverage and commentary on the latest news, chronicling the growth of Pacific Rim in all forms of media, including film, TV, merch, games and literature, interviews with the Pacific Rim community and the creators themselves, deep dives into the characters, technology and creatures, explorations and explanations on Pacific Rim lore, and much, much more. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started. Amazing. So, Mr. Dan, welcome to the Shadow Dome. Hello. Hello. I am a person. <laughs> it's good. Um, I'm just how... a voice. <laughs> I'm just a voice. I'm not even real. Um, how... <laughs> how has your past week uh, been in uh, Pacific Rim, my friend? It's been good, but it's oh, it's got to that point now where I just want to see it. Yeah, I, I, so I just agree. It's like the build-up. I just want to have that breath of relief after watching mm. the film. <laughs> oh my god, totally. Yeah, I see exactly what you mean. And um, uh, have you seen? What is your general uh, thoughts on sort of um, the landscape out there in terms of positivity, negativity? What do you reckon, buddy? Um, I think it's oh, it's quite negative at the moment, mm. and I can't lie. At first, I was quite negative because mm. um, like it's just a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, but then I've I've been thinking about it and. 
I'm, I'm happy with the direction it's gone. Like, a lot of people seem to have a problem with the daytime battle sequences. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just something new, and I, like it, it makes all the colours pop even more. So if anything, it just adds to that anime look even more. Mm. Mm. That's right. But I, I try to be as positive as I can now, but there is um, quite a lot of negativity at the moment, I think. Mm, okay. Uh, in terms of um, where you'd like to see sort of the action kind of, um, you know, we've seen a, a, a fair bit of it in the trailers, but um, mm. I think I saw some figure floating around there. I think it was even our very own Luke from Premier Quest Podcast, which all you listeners should listen to as well. Fantastic Pacific yes. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he did say something about, he put that number out there, about 20% uh, of of uh, the scenes uh, and sort of, sort of the action, action, we've sort of glimpsed that. I have a, a, a feeling that we we have a lot more to see, but what what are you kind of hoping mm. for overall in terms of the action for, for, from the film? Um, I'm just hoping it's different, and from what we've seen, it does because the main shot in the first film is Gypsy dragging the boat along the street, mm. and I, I I forget who said it, but it was someone behind the production said there's like twenty of those moments in Uprising. Oh, damn. and from the trailers, I know from the trailers we've sort of seen that because like the, the thing that sold me when I first saw the first trailer, like. I was like, oh, a bit negative. But the thing that sold me is Sabre Athena just grabs two swords, yes. slaps them into one big sword. <laughs> yes. Oh, they... I, I think, I think that, that, to me, that, that's cooler than the boat scene, just slapping together one big sword. Yeah, no big deal. I do that every morning. You know, grab two katanas, yeah. slap them together. <laughs> it's great, and man. God, Guardian's whip is really cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mentioned... Yeah, I'll the, say, yeah, yeah. Go, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to finish up by saying, in terms of what I hope for the action, I just hope, it, I hope that we've like, we've seen what the Jaegers can do from Pacific Rim One, and I hope they just dial it up to like a hundred and just go mental with them. Just go, absolutely. Just go. You know what I mean? Um, tell me, I'm going to go Jaeger by Jaeger because they've all got their mm. um their own sort of unique thing, and then we will go Kaiju by Kaiju as well. Um, yeah. let's see. So I think Brace of Phoenix is that giant ball, right? Like that, that, that giant sort yeah. of, a, yeah, the, the morning star fist kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well there's a bit of confu- confusion around that, whether, cause I've seen a lot of people get Titan Redeemer and Brace of Phoenix mixed up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But without, without going into, without going into spoilers, there is a reason Bracer has the morning star. Oh, we have a tease. But, but, yes, yes, a very... A very not so subtle team. <laughs> <laughs> this very few things as not so subtle as a gigantic. That thing has to be at least a hundred foot in diameter. That freaking gigantic morning star. Holy crap! You know. Yeah, I know. Did you did you see the new trailer called? Um, I think it was called an inside look. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know actually. You know what's kind of been good about having all the other shows is that it having one thing sort of take me away from the other sort of prevents spoilers yeah. from all, all directions yeah. but here's the thing like i Not actually fun. i've accepted that i don't mind so you can talk be, be, um, be free my friend talk freely uh, whatever you like no, it's not really a spoiler. It's just they sort of show the morning star like detached from a Jaeger and they're lifting it up on the crane and like oh. you just get like a proper scale of it. I just pictured seeing that in IMAX. It looks so cool. I'm I'm just having a moment right now because that just you describing that is on another level. Um, dude, <laughs> you have no idea. So um, as you probably maybe gleaned elsewhere, I may have posted about like what the sort of angle of this show is. The show is very much to just dive in, not feel 
like too much of an over intellectualization of Pacific Rim because even Guillermo like he yeah. would tell you that this was to just like have pure fun but um yeah, yeah. what 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 makes it so worthwhile and enduring is that there is if you if whenever you want to dip beneath the surface and go into the drift and go into the characterization and the symbolism of like stepping up to your own potential and like uh, you know he at one point Guillermo says like well we're all in our own Jaeger we're all and the only way we can do this is to work together and there's those beautiful themes there but I cannot deny yeah. that um a huge part of me yeah i'm excited for that level and that's kind of what we're devoted to is breaking that um shattering that uh yeah i, I i'll sort of I'm, i don't know if you, you heard the first episode where i went into that about like shattering the cult status and all that yeah yeah, yeah exactly so that so now that that's out of the way and that's a that is like the core of what we do it absolutely is but when i've got someone like you on the line where i know that i can riff with you about this stuff it's like because because i can mm. tell immediately when you said the saber of Athena thing i was like all right i, I know where this guy is at and <laughs> yes like i for example would i don't know if they'll do it in maybe pacific room three or something but i need to see i designed them at i designed one actually uh, i called it um ahab genova it was uh oh. it's the yeah the it's a uk jaeger right and yeah. it has a gigantic like 400 foot long like great lance that it just freaking like spear <laughs> it spearfishes freaking kaiju and, and, it, and it like extends out and it expands you know like you know how oh, yeah. Yeah, like cranes on rails. You know how when a crane yeah, is extending, yeah, it's just it. yeah. massive thing, and then it just like throws it at like who knows, like a couple thousand feet per second or something, and um, and just skewers kaiju right where they like where they are, and it's like the potential for spectacle is off off the chain. What do you want to see either from this film that you'd like to see from the current Jaeger or like something completely outlandish like that? Go for it, man. Um, I've always I thought they would do it in Uprising, but they didn't. But I've always wanted to see like a, a Jaeger that sort of uh like hovers above the ground oh shit yes but 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 you mentioned in the lance i think that would really work like a, ho a hovering sort of jaeger that kind of would because you want you'd want to go like up high you'd want to be able to sort of yeah um, yes that's kind of what fisher fisher people fisher people do it's that idea yeah. of um you know picking a high vantage point so you can skewer these things Ah, so many, so many avenues um, that we can dive down. Oh, but, no. but I'd be remiss if you know it's your first appearance on the show. We hope to have you on for many, many more. I'm totally based on availability, mm. zero pressure at all times. But um, yeah. it, uh, yeah, it befits your first appearance to ask you what your story about like first experiencing Pacific Rim, how you first came to learn about it, and um, just yeah, regal us, my friend. Yeah, I think I first learned about it in oh. God, it must have been 2011 or 2012, and it was okay. literally just a little synopsis of the movie in Empire magazine, mm -hmm. which is a UK magazine, film magazine. Mm. And it just this was when Pacific Rim was still called Still Seas. Ah, oh, so, nice. So it just said Still Seas, um, Guillermo del Toro, and it gave a little synopsis of uh, when I think I'm. It, it was long ago, but I'm pretty sure it said something along the lines of giant creatures emerge from the ocean. Yeah. Humanity builds weapons to defend themselves. Mm. And at that point, I didn't really grasp what it was telling me. Mm. So I just sort of forgot about it. And then it was, I remember this very vividly. I was, it was late 2012 and I was still in secondary school at this time. I was about, so I'm 20 now. So I must've been about 14 or 15. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, um, I remember the blueprints for the Jaegers were coming out. And uh, I, I don't know, I, I, it still didn't grasp me then what was yeah. going on. And, and, and at this point, um, I've loved Godzilla all my life, Gamera, Ultraman. Like, I was really into Kaiju. Mm. And I think it was 2011, I was getting into Evangelion. So I was, I was getting into all the mecha shows. I was introduced to Gundam and that. Yeah. So, so 
knowing that and knowing I loved both of those genres, it still didn't click what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so then teasers came out and it was um it was like an in universe sort of kaiju alert warning on YouTube. It was very quick. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember that trailer, yeah. This is a test of the Kaiju Emergency Alert System. This is only a test. In the event of an actual Kaiju attack, the signal you just heard would be followed by emergency information, news, or instructions. I repeat, this is only a test. We now return you to regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, I think I think it had really quick snippets of Trespasser destroying the Golden Great Bridge. Mm. And uh, I was like, I was like, well, on a minute and then I think it must have been about a week or two weeks later the first official official trailer came out chaos is spreading around the globe as we always thought alien life would come from the stars but it came from deep beneath the sea, a portal between dimensions in the Pacific Ocean. Something out there had discovered us. They counted on the humans to hide, to give up, to fail. Initiating launch operations. Gypsy danger. They never considered our ability to stand, to endure, that we would rise to the challenge. Pilots, ready to connect. Let's go fishing. Two pilots engaged in neural bridge. Ready to activate the Jaeger in three, two, one. tell you how many times i rewatched it <laughs> oh dude same here absolutely like the way that gypsy's like striding out of like the ocean like oh, we my oh, girlfriend right. and i um we had a trip that that weekend up to the coast mm. and you know you're in the ocean like we're just like at the beach her and i and like she was like saying like like waving we were talking and stuff and when you know, she whenever she was off doing her own thing i was just like striding through the waves just pretending <laughs> just hearing that music like and i was under under my voice even though because the sound of the waves kind of masked me but i was just going <laughs> because of the, the sound of the trailer even though, even though i've seen the film countless times watching that trailer still yes 
it still pumps oh, me oh, up. I love yeah. it. My, 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 my favourite bit is when like the uh, Jaeger siren goes off and then Channel Alpha um drops into oh, the bay and it just it God. just slowly rears up and then its arms like lock lock out from its shoulders. Oh, ah, uh, it's it just you that, describing that, it. Just oh. you describing it is taking me there, man. Damn. I know. I know. I'm, 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 I might have to pull it up now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you don't know. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go go with the edit and just like um probably even cut to it here. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so it's so cool. On another level, for sure. All right, so that was your first exposure. You saw the trailer, and um, yeah, please continue. Yeah, ever well, ever since I saw the trailer, I showed I showed it to everyone I knew. I was like, like trying to get it out there. I couldn't believe. I, I sit. This is going to sound a bit weird, but I sit there at night sometimes, and I just think I can't believe they're making a, an American high budget film about kaiju, which are called kaiju in the movie, mm. fighting giant mechs. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I know, but, but ever, ever since, yeah, ever since I saw the first trailer, I was literally just hooked. And and this might be an over uh, exaggerated, but I'm pretty sure ever since I saw that first trailer, like like I've seen or talked about Pacific Rim every single day of my life <laughs> since that day. <laughs> I, <laughs> that, I, I that, actually think that's true. That is uh, completely believable. Believe me, believe you me. Um, it was very, very much the same with me, dude. Uh, it, it just, it just swept you off. You know, as, as soon yeah. as you saw that first trailer, you in, entirely intuitively understood what Guillermo was trying to do, which is like, this is crazy. And, and like everything about that film says, this is crazy. Let's do this. Even in the film, the characters are saying, can we even do this? Is this even possible? So yeah. that's how the meta aspect, which really appeals to me kind of came about. And Thomas Tull, mm. like he's one of the unsung heroes of Pacific Rim. Cause he was like, you know what, Guillermo, you don't sound too crazy at all. Let's throw a couple million at this idea, which doesn't necessarily have a proven market and really, yeah. really take this risk. And, and that's why, you know, it's just such a worthwhile thing unto itself just in the field of like like worth like worthwhile risk-taking art actually getting made so it, it's it's worthy of like a footnote in history just for that but um it was so fun as well what was your favorite part of the film when you saw it um I, it still is my favorite part my favorite part is the um the yeah. whole opening sequence oh, from when great. raleigh and yancey put on their bomber jackets up <laughs> until um Gypsy Falls, and you see Raleigh coming out of the compods. That that whole sequence till nice. this day is my favorite scene. Ready to get in my head, kid? <laughs> oh, I love. It. I, I just love. I just love the fact that they just wear bomber jackets for no yeah. other reason than <laughs> just for that corridor. They literally have them hanging at one end of the corridor, and they take them off at the other end of the corridor. I know, I know, but <laughs> it, but then it it also adds to the whole like World War Two like aesthetic of the film. Yeah, yeah, it really just, does. Yeah. That's right. And uh, I would be remiss, um, this is a shout out to Luke, because him and me always go on these tangents. So um, the way that he intones, you want to get into my head, kid, sounds a bit like kind of like a Jewish comedian would say it. And I can imagine like <laughs> George Costanza and Jerry Seinfeld like drifting together. What do you mean I can't do it? Like, let's drift. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm trying to drift. Okay, let's drift. <laughs> All, right. All right. I had to. Well, I apologize. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Feel free to take any tangents you want, man. It's that kind of show. Awesome. Um, Let's go through. Let's run down the basics. So you need to go favorite kaiju, favorite Jaeger, my friend. Go for it. Uh, I think I'm with you on this one. I think my favorite kaiju has to be Knifehead. Ooh, so good. Well, not only not only in this short period of time has it become pretty iconic within mm. the realm of not only pop culture but kaiju movies. But I just I don't as cool as the Hong Kong fight is, and I like the fight at the breach at the end. But the, the Knifehead fight is just the coolest fight. Yeah, it's just. 
the way like the waves are lit with like all the lights on Gypsy's legs and the noise Gypsy makes when she rears up from underneath the boat. Mm. Just the whole, and and also Gypsy is notice, notice, oh, noticeably slower in the opening. It, she is I, definitely. And I, just, mm, yeah. and I, I know John. I know John Boyega sort of said in the first film he sort of wished the Jaegers were quicker, and that's why he sort of put his input in up rising. But I think I think the slower the better. I think they're just so cool when they're slower. It really is, yeah. And I hope um, even though like we've seen some. Yeah, like faster kind of sequences from Uprising. Yeah. That I want Stephen to just be like, come, I'm, I'm there like a fly on the set, being come, come on, Stephen, like, get, <laughs> yeah, like lower him, come, like, on. <laughs> like, come on, now think, let's think, let's think about this now. How effective? Yeah. And I, I just buzz in his ear to be like, how effective was it to really make that first moment of the reveal of Gypsy being brought out with everything moving so slowly, so operatically? Mm. Like, I hope that that majesty is still captured, and that we don't just you know, see Ayego just like, boom, like that. Like I, you gotta like yeah. tease, like bring out, bring it out of there. And I think, um, I mean, this is the guy behind Spartacus behind mm. my, one of my favorite seasons of television of all time, which is the daredevil. Like it's so well built up. He was the showrunner for that. So, and he clearly yeah. has a passion for it. So, um, so yeah. Um, okay. So that's your favorite, uh, Kaiju. And now we have to go favorite Jaeger. Oh, no, no, that, that was my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. When I was talking about Gypsy, I got confused. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, no, that's okay. Uh, oh, is Gypsy your favorite? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she is, because originally I loved Cherno. Cherno's like this big, oh, like, Cherno's so great. big machine. But then over time, I thought, because Gypsy is really, has really got, like, an anime look to her. Yeah. And over time, I just love, like, the, her body structure. And, like, I think Del Toro sort of said in the commentary how they sort of, made her body type as if like a gunslinger yeah yeah yeah, and it's hard it's hard to explain how she looks like that but when you look at her and you know that you can just tell like she's like this just american yeah she's got a swagger she's got a swagger yeah 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 that's it Mm. but i think i think gypsy is my favorite yeah i think my least favorite is um crimson yeah and that's nothing against the the outlandishness i'm 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 all for going outlandish it's just the silhouette doesn't do it for me well it's not like i say least favorite don't Oh yeah, of I course. Love, <laughs> Big time, yeah, yeah. But if I had, to, yeah, but if I had to pick, but um, just going back quickly to the knife head fight, I just oh, yeah. want to add to that. I think the best shot in that whole fight is when I don't think it's Gypsy's first punch, but it might be. But when she throws a punch, the shot looks as if the camera's on Gypsy's arm, and you really oh, feel yes. the force. You oh, really God. feel the force as her fist goes into knife head's face. <laughs> yes, and and can I just take a moment, my friend? You know, you're mm. twenty. I'm twenty eight. We've got adulthood pretty much ahead of us. There will be yeah. nothing in this life, probably ever, as satisfying to see on screen as a gigantic robot just <laughs> sucking a fucking kaiju in the face. And that's oh, why, oh, to this day, I'm going to just jump in here quickly, like a little blip, because I don't even think I've said it on yeah. the show, because I don't want to take, I'm going to obviously, like, um, uh, we'll, we'll dive back into yours, but I'll just say my favourite is is uh, Striker V, Mutivore, that just, that yeah. sock to the, like, th- one, and a two, and oh. a three. And what? What was that enough? Nah, nah, bitch. I'm standing back. <laughs> You're getting the fucking missiles, and you down, boy. You know, it's oh, no. so good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you in terms of plot, right? So it's funny because to have gotten to the point where like yet Raleigh had to come back from his trauma, like heal through like, like basically um, recover essentially from Yancey's death, which gave him this kind Mm. of 
this uh, this bravura that he found with with Marco, but in a more like he's like let's check for a pulse. Like his maturation was really kickstarted yeah, yeah, yeah. from Yancey. But do you agree? Like was was that a like a bad call for them to uh, to go against Stacker, or do you think if they had followed Stacker, like the, the events of may have played out differently? Oh, in terms of Raleigh partnering up with Makot? Oh no, just like in the in the start of the first film, like they literally disobeyed Stacker saying, "Don't rescue a, a vessel oh, of ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you reckon? Um, I don't know because uh, I think they've done the right thing because mm. it, it shows how cocky they are and how full of themselves they are, and that mm. they think, "Oh, this card is no problem. We'll get it." Yeah. But, then, but through that cockiness, it shows that they've got a heart. They and do. That, although, although it's only a couple of people on a boat, like they, like this is their job. They have to save these humans' lives. Yeah, that's true. I just thought of it that way. Now, actually, I, I wouldn't have thought of it if you hadn't put it that way. The fact that you know they're doing it to be cocky, um, but the rationale mm. I think deep down isn't just to you know uh, draw attention and like feel all like macho and stuff. It is actually because yeah. well, that would really suck if like you had a kaiju coming towards you and a, and a perfectly good Jaeger right there and like you, it, it didn't up, end up saving them like that would have that would have been pretty a pretty big bummer and like roll credits right <laughs> yeah well, well I've never I've never thought of it until just now but maybe like the whole cockiness like they put up a shield that they're all like cocky and masculine mm. but maybe at the end of the day they like terrified they just, yeah, they're just terrified. They just want to save lives. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Actually, I'll I'll I'll, I'll bolster your point there about how effective mm. it was to to slow the Jaegers down is because it gave you the idea that even though the PPDC did kind of catch up development wise to the point where they were able to like, oh, you know, kaiju's became toys and like we got really good at it at the start of the film. Yeah. Um. They are. They are still. It's it's you can still almost feel like they've they've barely made it like they've barely like the technology like we got there but it's still like they're moving a little bit too slow uh, and mm. so to make up for that technological uh, you know um uh, something holding them back technologically it's like they have to make up for it with the bravura with the sort of cockiness yeah, yeah the bravado yeah so yeah interesting I've always uh, I've always loved that idea you see it in the opening of uh, the opening sort of prequel scene you see the yeah. pilots of Romeo and Blue and it's the talk show and it's like how they became rock stars like, yeah such a cool idea Romeo Blue's another but one of my favourites yeah yeah I like Romeo Blue I think I think the the chest fin is a bit I, I, I understand that like if a kaiju was to bite sidewards it couldn't get to them but then how can they can, can they see with that big fin in the way I think if it's further enough away you're kind of good especially if it's it's if it's a thin fin uh, you know yeah, um, yeah a fin fin <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> fin 2187 John Boyega it's all connected <laughs> it's all connected oh, oh alright alright well that's that's really nifty man and and you so you um we dove back into the, the knife head fight which I dig that we both love it so much because we keep diving back into it but um have you spoken and sort of given enough oh, yes, of your I love it, yeah. yeah i love it so much man um have you sort of uh, covered everything about gypsy you wanted to express about it, her being your favorite um yeah yeah i think so uh i'd also like to add that uh even though the black the black drive suits we see in 2025 are cool i've always preferred the uh the original white drive suits for Gypsy in the beginning. Yeah, so like grimy. And um, the heretofore, here well, I don't know if that's the correct English, but thus far, to me, I, I mm. haven't quite 
uh, either read a particular like paragraph explaining why when they put the helmets on there is that liquid in in the oh um... what uh, the, the banana milk yeah the banana milk I th- <laughs> it's something to do with like the, the cerebellum right like sort of like uh, to keep their minds clear or something I'm not sure yeah did you ever I'm not, I'm, yeah. I don't know I've looked through the art book and I don't and the novelization I'm not. I can't remember if they give that fluid a specific term, but I can't mm. remember them saying what what it actually does. You know what this has reminded me of? Um, I had a back and forth with uh, Travis Beecham back in 2013, which resulted in me creating that diagram, um, which I posted to the Instagram called the the, yeah. soon, the tsunami, as in S W O N. And like, don't worry, even though the tracking might seem low for Pacific Rim, I was re- reassuring him. It's like that's what happens when you before a giant wave, the water level is actually lower. You know, they lower yeah. down and then the giant wave comes because, you know, so I kind of described that. But this is reminding me of the, um, he has a fantastic Tumblr, which I'm going to jump into the archives of one of these days. And Travis Beecham, for, as far as I'm concerned, he, he is canon. Like, uh, and yeah, especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, throughout that period. And in fact, information from his answers has been put into official canon and all that. Um, and it's as, as stable a place as any to go to see if I can find these little ditties and maybe compile them into something and just say, this is the dossier of, um, you know, uh, Travis Beecham's Tumblr replies to people, mm. which he's uh, he's yeah. backed away from it um, mostly now. But uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. And now we have to shift our focus to Uprising. All right, my friend. Yes. Now, a couple of questions. Favorite part of what you've seen so far in terms of marketing, in terms of what the materials we've seen so far from Uprising? Oh, favorite part. Um... I think the thing, my favourite part, we barely see it in any of the marketing, but I think what I'm most excited for uh, is the, the Shatter Dome attack mm. from the hybrids. So good. Because well, every time we get a glimpse of that, that's my favourite part, because they really shine away from showing a lot, and I, I can I can take a guess to why, because I don't think it's going to end well for the PPDC. Oh no, that looks like a pretty pretty bad time. That looks like a bad, a bad Wednesday, for sure. But yeah, there's <laughs> much... <laughs> Yeah. As much as I'm uh, looking forward to all the action, I'm actually quite. I want. I want to get to know all the cadets. Yeah, that's I, right. I really want Because um, I don't. I, I don't know her name. I think it might be Victoria. Um, the the Russian. The cadet, Russian. The, Quick little speculation oh, with you. Do you think she's the Kaidanovsky's daughter? Just saying. I wasn't gonna say that, but she actually could be. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Mm. That, that, yeah. That that be that be called continuity wise. Mm. But um. From what we've seen of her, she's always sort of got this like sort of always um, hunched over, sort of like got this this determined look on her face, and it just reminded me of um oh how do you, is it Oscar from Evangelion? Is that how you say? Yeah, him? I think I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, just the yeah, yeah the one hmm. the one who pilots the Red Evangelion. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, like the, like that sort of female like like just loves being in his machines, just like de- determined. I don't think she'll be as crazy yeah. as Oscar. We have seen but, her yell, like she, we've seen her go completely nuts. She's got, you remember that yeah, clip yeah. with the, the, the uh, machine gun? The, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the vortex cannons. That's right. Some of these names, though, man, gravity sling, vortex cannons. I'm, I'm digging it, man. It's just that sort of thing. Yeah, that I know. Big I know. dumb smile on your face. You're like, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure if she will take that sort of uh, character type. But from what we've seen, I think she might. But other than that, um, my favorite thing, I'll tell you, um, not the trailers or any of the footage, but I like. I'm, I'm not sure who's won the Hall of Heroes, but I'm really glad that Legendary are really getting all the fans together. 
mm-hmm. especially with like the daily trivia on like the Jaeger Academy website. Like, because a lot of films don't really put that much love into their fan community. Mm. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. I am seeing. I'm. I'm really enjoying some of the materials they've been releasing so far, though. You saw the CGI breakdown site. I did. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I, and I've never seen something like that. You know, it's just no, that, yeah. that they would that they would take the time to put that aside. Like, and then, again, that's very generous. You know, I I was just like on the treadmill and I like just brought it up on my phone. I was like, oh crap, this thing works on mobile. They didn't have to implement that. They could have just been like, oh well, we've gone to all the effort so far of um uh, putting this thing out in the first place. Maybe let's uh, divert divert our resources to I don't know other things. But no, I was there. I was able to bring it up, and then you know, intuitively, without having to do any, it's the things that you. You, you sort of take for granted when you see them, but that you complain about when they're not there, which is, you know, you just slide your finger up and down just on a smartphone and you see the rendering levels like, oh, this is the base yeah. CG model and then all the way up to the finished product. And, oh God, I love Raijin, man. Dan, what do I do yeah. in my life now that I have, what, like, what, what's the point? Like, I just need Raijin in my life. Yeah, but I'm thinking after we all see Uprising, what we're all gonna do? <laughs> yeah, like what is? It? <laughs> well, we're gonna start counting down, reset the clock of Pack Room Three, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, this show actually, um, because of uh, you know our network, actually, we're interactive artistry. We're actually a games-focused network, but you know, Guillermo del Toro has such an affinity for the medium. He speaks passionately about it uh, on several occasions, not least of which is the speech he gave when in, uh, inaugurating um, Hideo Kojima, who's a a gigantic yeah. Pacific Rim fan. In fact, he said, "You're not Japanese if you haven't seen Pacific Rim." You know, uh, yeah, which is, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So there's this close DNA that they share, and I was like, "Should I do this?" And then I thought of the whole principle of Pac Rim, which is this underdog feeling of like, "It sounds crazy, but do it." It sounds crazy. We're a games-focused channel, but I like my kind of passion for it. Sort of. Uh, not got the better of me it just it's completely like synced or rather like i just drifted with that idea so to speak um and yeah i just think uh you know well what you were saying is like what do we do well part of what we also are is an extended petition for the ultimate uh, pacific rim game which i'm going to throw this to you and yeah yeah you better believe it um so (laughs) i threw this to luke on the last episode i want to get your thoughts so literally something along the lines of jurassic world evolution or operation genesis if we're thinking a bit bit like 10 years ago or whatever plus you want you you want to create your jaegers you're either in the the, the precursor realm or the PPDC, you invest all the dev, you do all that, and you're sending out Jaegers to defend your sort of facilities and stuff. But for the Jaeger fights themselves, it switches into like mm. Tekken mode. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> that would be the coolest thing. <laughs> and and we have another series, uh, you know, on the, like our main show, Interactive Artistry, just the main series, has a sub-series called Make This Exist, where we just literally take <laughs> something that it's like, this should exist by now. So our first episode was like a Dark Crystal RPG, like, and we just broke it down. We, we went in depth and like describing, where's your blueprint? Okay, take... A will Zelda Breath of the Wild, add in this, add in some Skyrim, etc., etc. So, um, yeah, I'd be really up for doing something like that for a Pacific Rim game and just being like, everyone, bring out your notes. Let's literally act as though we're, we're talking. <laughs> let's make to- it. Let's, <laughs> let's actually make it happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, too easy. Awesome. Well, um, all right. I'll have a couple of other questions for you uh, based on Uprising. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, favorite character that you've seen so far, and you can't cheat and just say some of the old ones, which it's so good to see Gottlieb and and guys yeah. are back. They're lovely. They're great. But uh, and and so great to see Marco back. You know. But um, yeah, go for mm. it. Who's your favorite character so far that you've seen from Uprising? Um, so far, I think 
probably has to be Jake because yeah. I don't know because it's not it's not it's not that I don't like John Boyega. He hasn't in Star Wars and I've seen Attack the Block. He hasn't really impressed me that much. Hmm. So when they when they announced it's going to be him, I was just like I wasn't like um what's the word? I wasn't unimpressed. I was just like I wasn't like oh that's great casting. I was like all right, we'll see where it goes. Hmm. But then um as time's gone on, he's really. Because not only is he acting, he's producing. He's really got into the like the Pacific Rim mindset. He has. And I think I don't know. It's sort. It's sort. It's bittersweet that we see him because it's nice that like like the Pentecost lineage is continuing. But it's just going to be sad thinking yeah. about a stacker. That's but, right. Um, we we also see a little bit of the uh, prelude to Uprising in the aftermath comics. Mm. And I think from what I can see, the because uh, have you read both issues? Yeah, I have. But from what um, we're shown, is he trying to drift with Stacker's like drift ghost? That's kind of what I think. It's it's very yeah. very interesting there. I uh, just think I just think yeah, I just think that's heartbreaking, really. Yeah, that yeah, to another level there. And I, I'm glad that they're not relenting on that. Like I just read the Amara Line comic. Did you read that one? There, yeah. the three issues. Yeah, I read that the day it came out. Yeah. Gosh, and and I mean, obviously, I'll just say this little bracket in a bracket here, like striker, my dude, striker, my motherfucker, right there. <laughs> just take. Do you think? I'm sorry, but insurrector who like. Get the f- just step down, all right. I can't, I can't step believe off. we finally, um, we finally got a look at Hydra Corinthian. Yeah, that's right. Some people are saying that <laughs> she doesn't match her her mark, uh, saying that she looks more like a Mark One. Um, I think I think that's down to the coloration because like it looks, she looks a bit old and a bit rusty, but I think yeah, she looks cool. But it's it's not what I pictured Hydra to look like. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool that we're getting all these Jaegers. Like we've got Vulcan Spectre in the Aftermath comics. It's just awesome that we're actually getting all these unseen Jaegers. That's right. Um, quick little mm. uh, hot take. Uh, have you ever have you um, created any Jaegers or Kaiju, man? We're, we're very free with our, our uh, what we do here, which is, yeah, like we've gone, like I told you about Ahab Genova. There's also Topaz Goliath. Yeah. There's uh, uh, Lima Centurion. Actually, that's one of Beecham's, but then I also have um, uh, Griever Dervish. Like, just... Anything you've created, man? Well, I've only I've only ever come up with one name, and it um it's either Zeus Omega or Omega Zeus. Oh, I'm Zeus Zeus sure Zeus Omega, man. Way. Yeah. yeah, but I've I've never like designed what she looked like, but I've always had the idea of like a sort of like a crucifix shaped head. I really think that'd be cool, like a cross shaped or a cross ear shaped head. Oh, that's awesome! I like that. That's I think great. I think that would just be like visually something different and just really cool. I don't know like how practical it would be, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always think of that too. But um, you can really make certain things swing actually if if you just ha- have mm. um uh, have that kind of mindset. And I tend to not really be able to help myself, but design uh, like my friends Jaegers whenever they mention them and they mention it, I'll, I'll probably end up designing uh, or at least having a crack at uh, at uh, Zeus Omega or Omega Zeus, you know. Um, yeah, just, you, you just have like a you just have like a dark room with like loads of like scrapped designs on the wall. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, d- believe me, <laughs> it's not right, and I just keep like throwing them out. <laughs> Need to create the perfect Jaeger for sure. <laughs> so, oh. um, any um, any parlances from uh, Pacific Room that have entered your sort of regular kind of uh, your regular kind of conversation. <laughs> sorry what was that because oh, I just was like this is something I do yeah. for sure and that's like how good oh, guy, yeah, has anything yeah, like got leave. yeah got leave. Um, anything from like Pacific Rim that you find yourself saying in normal conversation oh yeah all the time go, my go, family go. is sick of it <laughs> my family are... 
I feel I feel so sorry for like my poor mum and and my girlfriend. Because right. I, I say to them like I show them the uprising trailer and they're like Dan, we don't care as much as you care. But I'm and I'm like showing them like all the little things. I'm like, but they've done this. And they're like, we honestly don't care. But don't you understand, but, Hakuja, um, Hakuja. That, that's what I'm like. I'm like, did you see that? And then um, because my, my, my girlfriend at first she uh. She don't really take any notice in my... It sounds bad, but she don't really take any notice in my interest. <laughs> oh, that's so, fine. Right, same with Ray and I. She's just like, have fun with your podcast, love. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, I showed, I, showed, I tried to show her Pacific Rim for ages, and she's like, no, no, no. And then I finally showed it to her, and she actually really liked it. That's good. And where where she like, likes it so much, mm. she's like... Because I've, I've progressed from the knee-jerk reaction to actually, okay, Uprising could be something really special. Mm. But she's stuck... In, oh, it's different. I don't. I don't like it. Oh, I, like, oh, please, please. I need this. That's so yeah, good. like, like we, we we will only work if you love this. If you love this, um, just to say, and obviously, I'm not gonna like this. You, you, you've got your. Um, do, do, are you comfortable saying what your uh, username is here? Uh, on the on the so people can find your outlets and stuff. It's totally up to you. Oh yeah, you can say my username. Real human, keen, my dude over at. He's one of the. Uh, just saying now, I'm just like uh, gonna talk some sugar about you to the listeners. So you just stand in the corner Ooh. while I. So oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just stand just gonna, back. Just gonna talk about this man right here, Dan. Dan the man, the man with yes. the plan. Uh, yeah, his content, his comments, all of it impeccable, fantastic, and uh, already whatever like forty minutes just flew by. We're already four minutes, forty minutes in the show. Really, yeah, you got a good vibe to your man, and I uh, just wanted mm. to say as well because um, I think we 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 linked up on Insta. You and the missus are lovely. You got you, you're so cute. It's just lovely. Yeah, <laughs> and I, as I mentioned, I put the comment there. It probably looked a bit incongruous coming from a Pacific Rim account of like, oh, you guys have a touch. <laughs> you have a touch of the old Hollywood tier, and you're like, thanks. <laughs> well, because when I, when when you put that, it was like three in the morning for me. Oh yeah. But I just sort of like I just sort of skimmed it. I didn't really read it, and then yeah. I could just imagine her reaction being, "Who is this?" <laughs> It's, it's a robot in the icon <laughs> what old Hollywood yeah. but uh, you know if you want if we do want to strictly tie it back I mean Guillermo he just won four Oscars for like the most old Hollywood movie yet which is uh, you know this beautiful yeah. surrealistic shape of water and he very much comes from that stock of uh, as you said the World War Two. so I don't know it's something that sort of orbits you and I uh, I can I get that vibe man I think you and Pacific Rim drift just fine as uh, Stacker, Stacker <laughs> yeah. would put it yeah I dig it man um, okay so you're uh, the menace of the family just constantly uh, talking about it which yep. is great um any yep. particular particular like uh, uh anecdotes of, of of this kind of thing around the house or well it's just oh it's just like <laughs> mom, for instance, my mum will just be sat in the kitchen having a coffee or whatever and yeah. this will be like after i've seen like a clip or a trailer and she knows she knows i'm about to start something how i just slowly approach her <laughs> like mum i'm not i always, always start with mum I'm, I'm not happy and she's like, oh, what? What have they done now? I'm like, oh, it's, it's, the fights are in daylight. <laughs> you don't Dan, understand. She, she's up. Like, she's up. Like, please. But um, Dad, maybe sometimes please. at night, me, me and my girlfriend are just lying there, and I'll just, I'll just start reciting Pacific Rim word from word. And you're just like, you're trying to get to sleep, and just like she hears from your side of the bed, get it on till I die, get it on till I die, and she's like. Darling, please, we need to talk. No, it, 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 it'd be like pitch black and lots of stuff. And I'd just be like, I was 13 when the first car came. <laughs> <laughs> 
we pulled our resources together. <laughs> I, I wish I actually wish I was lying, but I've actually done that. On a few uh, you have no idea how much how how much brother how, <laughs> how much like we brothers we just became because that's literally oh. me. I'll just be like, don't you ever touch me again, too. Don't you ever touch me again? It's just what? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really quote the film. I just start just reading the screenplay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was thirteen when it came. <laughs> First kaiju made landfall, and then it hit Cabo, and then we learned it was not gonna stop. <laughs> I remember once um, I was out on a night out in town uh, having some drinks. Yeah, and at, at this point, let's just say I wasn't sober. All right, and then. <laughs> Oh, through the night, I've, I had made friends with a stranger, and we got talking about like oh, like love of film. Mm. And I was like, "Have you seen Pacific Rim?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's okay." And then oh. something in my brain just ticked. I was like, "Listen, yeah, it's, it's better. <laughs> it's better than okay." All right, are we gonna really start this? Like, we're gonna do this right here. It's so good. That's what everyone was looking at me like. I was gonna start a fight. I was like, guys, we're talking about Pacific Rim. <laughs> exactly. And you and and like two hours later, you're like, but you see, what they do is they drift with the kaiju brain, and that is really where you know if we think about it. And and he's just like, I need to get home, mate. I mean, yeah, like, 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 like all the all the clubs and pubs are actually they're just closed at this point, and we're just on the street. That's right. And it turns out. There, you were like talking to a lamppost the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's too good, man. That's too good. You know what? Um, I do like how it's because I'm just thinking of like because mum's from England and you're from England, and I'm like so thinking of England and just like you know what? I do love that Steve tonight is like this is a global conflict that's you know and now there's no nationalities and that's really great because it's in tune with the theme of the first film, which is the world saving itself. But I part of me does kind of want to still see a little bit of the whole you know nationality pride kind of thing with like yeah you know um that's our jaeger so i'd love i I still think that that might be kind of cool to see down the line i think um one one of the things i've always liked about the different nationalities is that um we see in the first film when stacker's introducing all of the rangers when riley arrives at the shatter dome yeah we see we see him introduce the triplets and riley's like i've always loved it when riley's like oh yeah i've heard of them like Mm. he's he's like not that he's put them on like this pedestal but he's heard how cool they are and i just love that idea of like yeah. Even though he thinks he's like all this and he's cool, he's all cocky. He's like admiring these other like rangers from over the globe. Yeah, that's right. I, I've, I've I've just always found that like, that that one little bit just really cool. I really dig that. Yeah, I also dig as you just said. You know, the idea of the universe existing outside of the camera frame, and that you know, like this world is Guillermo really like nailed that. Is like this world has always been here. We're just visiting just during that time of like yeah. the duration of the film, and uh, when Stacker is, you know, it's kind of like the our, our moniker, you know, the Shadow Dome when he's walking in, um, uh, and he's he's sort of describing each of the Jaegers as like, you know, uh, when he talks about um, a deadly precise fighter, you know, it's just <laughs> so good. And you, you like, no, I guarantee you, no one else on this planet could have delivered that role uh, with as much gravitas and credibility as as Stacker. As as sorry, there you go. See, they're the one person as uh, as, <laughs> as 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 Idris for sure. As Idris. Yeah, yeah. Um, was I think. Was it Luke who mentions that originally they wanted Tom Cruise to play Stacker? That's right. And I still, like, every time that's mentioned, I need to, like, sit in a corner and just, like, just, like rock back and forth. <laughs> just, like, at the I idea of that ever happening. I just can't imagine that. It'd be, it would have been so weird. Deadly precise fighter. <laughs> like, like him screaming. <laughs> no! I, I, I can't even do a Tony, like, like sorry, like a... Uh, a 
is there even anyone who does like a Tom Cruise impression out there? You know, I don't know. I don't. I've I've never I've never heard one thinking thinking of it. I've never seen anyone. So I've got I could just whip out my Tom Cruise impression. Yeah, no, I think I I don't even know any kind of particularly memorable. And this isn't like ragging on Tom. Like he's made some good films, but just saying, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like be, be be careful. He, he might be listening. He might be. He might be. And by the way, gigantic. No, no. And this isn't just pandering or anything. You know, if you read mm. Guillermo del Toro's um, Cabinet of Curiosities, Tom Cruise reads rides a section just being. He's so mournful of the fact that like he was prepping Mountains of Madness with. Guillermo and, and he's so oh, sad yeah. yeah and that was super heartfelt so shout out to anyone even tangentially connected to Tom who might be listening if you want to shout that like that's that's kind of our stance here if you're looking at like we are even though we know and I think even Tom would admit like Idris nailed it and like he's he was the best guy for sure um yeah you know we're, we're definitely uh we, we cruise approved uh, or cruise approving <laughs> in, in terms of his support of Guillermo at the very least so yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we are screaming through all these cool questions. Um, now we have to shift towards. Uh, we talked about favorite Jaegers from the original uh, and favorite, you know, kaiju from the original. Um, I'm yeah. just going to take a stab at the dark. You are an Athena man, like myself. Uh, I I don't think I've found a favorite yet. Okay. It's it's, it's strange because um, Athena is cool. Okay. I, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't make her orange. Yeah, oh, she but, is. Oh my god, that's. I was like, what is that color? Oh, it is red. No, it is orange. Is she straight up orange? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's it's not bad, and it adds to like the anime look that because she's like the most anime inspired out of all of them. Mm. But I I prefer like big like like beefy mechs. But yeah. then you'd think my favorite would be Bracer. Yeah. But even like at first when the toys were revealed at New York Comic Con, like my gut reaction was to go for Guardian Bravo. Hmm. But I'm not. I don't think I've settled on a favorite really. I like I like Titan Redeemer quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think Obsidian Fury is a little bit too alien for me. Um, uh, even yeah, though, I'm even not, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was just gonna say I'm, I'm not. I'm not really a huge fan of Obsidian. Mm. He looks but like a, like an Audi. <laughs> yeah, it looks menacing and everything. And I saw um, someone mention it to deny it on Twitter that like. Obsidian's body looks like a black drive suit from the first movie. Ooh, and that's I've, I've, interesting. On the, yeah, I, I, I never thought it's that. Riley. Oh, it's Riley. There you go. That's, <laughs> if, that's the secret. Oh, if, if, if it was like Ava, where, where it's like Riley's soul piloting the machinery. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, that's crazy. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Obsid- I don't know. It's it's cool. Cool, like enemy for gypsy but i wouldn't rank it mm. that, fight, that fight looks good though i gotta say um you know the one that's been um you know what it's it's a still it's always a bit tricky because i don't know we haven't actually chatted about your level of spoilers so i don't want to kind of die. oh I, I, you're I, good I know everything okay good i know everything <laughs> all right so the obsidian and, and avenger fight on the ice like come on like that's that's on another level oh, that looks so good I, have, I, was, I, was, I was gonna bring this up to you i think out of all my clips that has to be my favorite clip although because i think i think the thing the reason is is because after the first pacific rim people were like oh yeah like we want jaegers versus jaegers Mm. and i was a bit like a bit wary like i don't know if i really want that it's meant to be like jaegers versus kaiju Mm. and then this this clip just shut me up i absolutely i absolutely love it when um gypsy uses the uh the plasma cannon and obsidian just goes flying. Yeah, gone. That's I it. I love that. But then it, I think I like it so much because it brings me back to the 
the plasma cannon shots from a the knife head fight. Yeah. Ah, oh, see, there you go, and it all comes back yeah. to the knife <laughs> head all, fight. It all leads back. <laughs> it's all connected. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I will say one thing about um, even though it's not that fight in the ice, there's another fight. I think it's probably yeah, it's in Sydney. That's what it's yeah. sort of been said. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, when Obsidian is beaten back because he's like Avengers getting a uh, he's just getting railed by, by Obsidian yeah. uh, sends him back but uh, he just stops himself with both of his chainsaws oh, into I each know, of the buildings he's like what that, that's, that, that is the coolest thing ever yeah on another level so good so alright I was just going to say have you ever played the, the games Armored Core oh yeah big time yeah yeah uh, and I played the front mission games too but yeah go ahead yeah, I was just gonna say because on the armored core games, I think the me- I think there was a little thing where the mechs are so quick when they go through like a devastated city to slow themselves down, they have to grab onto the buildings to slow themselves down. Wow! And I just think I just like the knight must have seen that and thought, yeah, but we're gonna do it with with, <laughs> with chainsaws. Yes, that's right. That's how I can dig the knight. Which, by the way, he's very in a weird, strange way connected. Uh, in another way, apart from like his, he, he likes these 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 movies, Tokusatsu, you know, Godzilla and stuff. But he yeah. has, um, he he doesn't match up to the fact that like he's such an earnest, lovely man. He has two yeah. like gigantic tattoos on each of his. Oh, arms. I know, yeah, yeah, both of his sleeves. Yeah, and, and I got extensively tattooed out of my army days, and uh, like I don't really fit the mold in terms of personality of like biker or anything. And I'm just like, oh, there's another person out there who's a massive nerd who's got like in, ex- stupidly expensive. I think me and Steve. <laughs> would be like yeah believe me like sure they're just like extensive you know abstract but like god they're expensive you know i'm sitting pretty yeah. on almost seven or eight grand on this one it's the black work man just like the fact that it's wrap around it's so yeah yeah yeah, yeah no my mum my mum my mum's uh very heavily tattooed like okay, almost cool. her whole body really oh cool so i love like one day i'll i haven't really thought about what i want but I, I is that yamarashi like, you know that's the biggest category three I've ever seen. <laughs> the thing is, her her tattoos are quite colourful, like like um, newts. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. yeah, I've always I've always had like a, I wouldn't say affinity, but I've always loved like the art behind getting tattooed. Okay. Okay. Um, let's do a quick little thingy here. So I think this might be nice for the listeners as well. So speaking of excellent um, tattoo designs, and I thought of the Amarashi thing. So if you Google yeah. so Mayan design I'll, I'll find it for you maybe send it to you in the link because you're speaking off of your ipad now aren't you so you have your phone free yeah yeah i've got my phone next to me pacific rim kaiju so i'm just googling it now so if you go mayan pacific rim kaiju the first hit there should be an otachi which is by the amazing amona robot um have you seen any of these uh i don't think i have no uh, i'll pull see. it up now mm-hmm. so yeah just type a mayan pacific rim kaiju but i'm sending it to you in the chat now and uh just want to hear your reaction on air to seeing this person's amazing art. Everyone's waiting with That's right. breath. I'm going to add some of the, <laughs> the score. Dun, 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 you know, in the background <laughs> while we wait. I've sent it to the main Shadow Dome group if you want to see it. Um, so probably by now a bunch of listeners have gotten there. So needless to say, this person is exceptionally talented graphic designer, and uh, they they take all the Pacific Rim kaiju and it just straight up turns them into like Mayan kind of very tattoo friendly kind of designs. And uh, there's Otachi, there's um, all of I think he's done all of the he or she rather not sure um, have done has done all of the designs, and um, the Slattern is on another on another level as well. So. 
um, I think I may have even seen it back in 2013, someone from the team, I think it may have even been Travis, saying that the amount, the quantity of fan art that had been produced, that is still being produced for Pacific Rim is just on another level, especially for like a new property that isn't anything mm. as, like based on an, like an established um, IP. Uh, yeah. Oh, I just saw a Lego. Oh my God, that's gorgeous. A Lego um, knife head. That's insane. Well, I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking at the Otachi now. That is, I have to say, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And and they're going, they go full so bore. Yeah. So Mono Robot on Tumblr. Go to their site and just like, um, just um, search their Pacific Rim tag, and it's just, yeah. I'll see you on the other side of that one. It's it's a fun time, man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Really cool. Too easy. Well, you know what? Um, so that's our kind of. Um, we talked about. Yeah, you said so. You weren't too decided on favorite. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising Jaeger. You do have a favorite yeah. kaiju though, and I'm gonna say I'm just gonna decide for you. It is Raijin. Yeah, no, but, but no, no, it's, it's your, your your decision, obviously. But uh, it's, no, um, go. Oh no, did you, you want to guess? Uh, oh well, okay. Well, I am gonna guess um, Raiju, but something tells me it could be um, it could be Hakuja. Nah, it's it's. I, I really like Shrikethorn. Oh, you're like Sirico. I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Shrikethorn. Yeah. Amazing. I I just think it's because um I I really like Slatten's design, but I sort of wish we saw Slatten in like in a city environment. Mm. And and Shrikethorn is basically another Slatten, like on all fours, got these really long tails. Yeah. But I just I, I just like the whole like the spiky look. But I think Raijin is really it's it's, it's like it sort of looks like an Ultraman kaiju because mm. it's not like really abstract, but it's it's abstract enough where like. So like a Venus flytrap head. Yeah. And I just it just really it just like especially like when they made like the vinyl the big vinyl toy of it. Mm. It just really reminded me of like all the old Ultraman kaiju. That's kind of my vibe. There, I I'm not sure if you may have seen. I'm I'm a bit. I'll gingerly say here on the on on the on the episode that I wrote instantly as soon as I saw that. Um, uh, I call it the 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 Raijin slap bitch slap in the face yeah. uh, that he <laughs> that he gives to Avenger. Um, I I just wrote an essay straight away of like it's it's about Raiju guys. So he, here's the deal, and I just sort of address like super serious and and I still this isn't it isn't tongue in cheek like Raiju like that is such a unique design, and we've seen so many designs of monsters in general. Like it's it's especially hard nowadays to come up with something that really stands you out. Know, yeah. Um, and I was like, it's the consummate monsters monster. It uh it 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 is totally alien, and in fact, it has that 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 aspect of its design of the insides being shown on the outside which is the whole notion of mm. what a monster is is that we're monstrous on the inside and there's i, I d- dove into the whole symbology of it again on the surface i can appreciate it just on the level of like that's a massive fucking fuck off venus fly chap that will like just like behead <laughs> you sooner than look at you um which is so good um but i can really dig mm. the uh the, the shrike thorn angle man um i yeah it was, yeah no go go on all i was gonna say is some of the some of the action i can i can think of and um uh, I think it's been uh, in the in the the board game. Um, there's descriptions of their abilities. Um, do you yeah. do you know by any chance Shrike Thorns off the top of your head? I'm sort of looking on my Google right here. I think well before I say that, I was going to bring this up just to shout out to the Pacific Rim Extinction board game. But I'm, mm. I'm not sponsored or anything. Uh, but if I think that the Kickstarter starts today, actually. Oh great! So oh, well if done. anyone watching wants to pledge towards it, because I personally 
I don't play board games, but I might I might pledge towards this just so I can have the little figures. <laughs> oh, big time, yeah, and and they're not so little if you think about it, because it's just. And I think that's the, one of the tagline is like play the the largest board game or something. The something. largest, uh, I think it's the largest miniatures game or yeah, something. Yeah, which is great. So yeah, mm. anyone anyone listening, uh, it's Pacific Rim Extinction on Kickstarter. Yeah, but well um, I think the only strike thorn ability I've seen is I think. All the spikes on his body are called plasma spikes, and he can shoot them out like like maybe flicks his tail and he but shoots damn. them out like a like a like a porcupine or something. Yeah, which, which but out out of the three cards we've seen, it's, it's it's the worst ability in my opinion. <laughs> Raijin's got like this like fucking like. Have you watched them? Um, yeah. Um, have you have you seen Gun uh, Mobile Fighter Gundam like the the really over the top Gundam show? Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Where like it's, it's, it's like it's like, what's it called like the God Fist or mm-hmm. the flaming like, yeah like the flaming. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of when Raijin just slaps Bracer. It's just it's so punishing. It's so humiliating. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's you're just not like, gonna get up. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no point. Just just go back to the Shadow Dome. Just back you go, mate. <laughs> just walk it back. You know. Well, Back. I think I think you you discussed it on the last episode. Um, was it uh Hakuja? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Hakuja. Hakuja. Yeah, I love that one um, too. Was it molten lava for blood? <laughs> yeah, there you go, mate. That's it. All right. So what? How did you think today was gonna go? I'm gonna bleed on you, and you're gone. All right. Well, it's just like, well, it's just like the xenomorph. Like you cut it, but it's still it's still a weapon. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm just mm. on the uh, it's the app.powster.com forward slash universal all that stuff I, I've, I've linked it it's not the easiest site to find but it's the CGI breakdown site I'm just at the I'm just looping it over and over as I look at it um, and uh, mm. Raiju actually trips up which is a kind of endearing thing uh, if you look yeah, at yeah, it yeah he, he falls, he falls he fall, into the building he falls me? into the building it's adorable He's, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and he closes his little shell so that he doesn't hurt his face it's just like <laughs> great <laughs> we need was, um, we need that I was going to say that, I think, I'm not sure which card I prefer in the original or in Uprising, but I think due Ooh. to budget constraints with the original, um, a lot of the cards share the same body types, just with like different heads. And yeah, they use like, that in-universe as justified because of the, you know, the precursors, they use the same bodies because of like to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I see what you mean though. You're right, it was budget constraints, yeah. but yeah, it was rationalised. Yeah, like, like, like in, in the canon of Pacific Rim, it, it makes sense but i think the reason they've done that was budget constraints but in this one mm. like even though like they've only limited themselves to like three main kaiju like each of them have like i'm, I'm not sure if they'll become as iconic as knife head but each of them have definitely got really strong silhouettes especially oh, yeah. margin yeah I, I i forgot to do it actually at the start of this episode but what i'll do afterwards is i'll send you our show notes document which um it actually has uh near the start of the yeah at the very start it has this um uh, unpainted beautiful maquette of Hakuja and it's just like I could just see this thing in like MoMA like Museum of Modern Art like it's just so beautifully mm. sculpted and and um you know Hakuja really more than any of the others just because of that plated look that sort of plated shell look um the yeah, sight, like, yeah 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 it just looks like something out of like a Japanese wood carving like it looks so um uh like a folklore creature almost it's a very very intriguing look even though it's the smallest kaiju, I think I think it seems to be like the vicious how how like it like mm. is on the buildings and it, it like lunges for a saber. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, it says here on the site, so the animation of each kaiju was also important, and the filmmakers took inspiration from a variety of real-world real animals um, in the way that they move. Raijin is partially inspired by gorillas, Shrikethorn is like a charging rhino slash crocodile, um, while Hakuja is much like a Komodo dragon. So that, that kind of really fits. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that. For sure. Um, and here's, here's, here's a bit, something interesting is... Um, where okay before I dive into my thing, I want to get it from uh, get your take on this. So, how are okay. you feeling about Pacific Rim Uprising now in terms of excitement level? And be honest with yourself, uh, yeah. com- compared to seeing how some of the amazing things that are coming together, like especially hearing things like oh, you know that that um, ocean liner baseball bat shot, like we're gonna have three, like what did you say, ten moments like that in this film? Oh yeah, but yeah, I think you said like over ten moments. Yeah. What What is your comparison of hype between now and when you were leading up to the original in twenty thirteen? I think uh, I was more hyped for the first one just mm. because we've, we've like never really seen anything on that level before. Yeah. Like 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 close to the release date of the first film, like, there was like nights where like I couldn't sleep. <laughs> like <laughs> I was so excited, but I think. As as much as I am excited for Uprising, it's sort of like I am not. It's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling, but I am nervous to see it. Mm, yeah, so me too. As, as, as much as I am excited, I've just like like I said before, like I just I just want to see it. I just want to mm. just have that like sigh of relief, like ah, oh, it's so not close. not that it's over. Yeah, like not that it's over and done with, but that like because mm. there's no way there's no way it will live up to everything I want it to be. Mm. Oh, then again, but, man. Then again, you know, dreams do well, come true. Yeah, you never know, but for the moment, for the moment, I I am extremely excited for it, but I'm just a bit, a bit it's, cautious. It, it's like that meme. Sorry to interrupt. It's like that meme of yeah. like, there's no such thing as the perfect Pacific Rim fit, and it like interrupts, and you just see like, you see like Hakuja like erupting and becoming like seven kaiju, and then like, <laughs> and then like uh, Cebra Athena whipping out seven more swords, and like, <laughs> there's no such thing as the best Pacific. Oh God! And then you're just like. <laughs> Uh, it's but, like, yeah, um, yeah. I I am really excited for it. It's just I don't. Know, I just want to see it, but then yeah. I sort of it's sort of weird because I can't help but watch every TV spot and watch every little thing. Mm. But then I sort of wish I didn't at the same time. But then I go back and I watch trailer one, and there's mm. like shots that I forgot about, and I get like pumped up again. Like where yeah. I've seen so much, mm. I've, I've forgotten what. Like I think when I go into cinema, I'm, I'm going to be surprised quite a lot. But we, I think, I think we be. have seen. Yeah, I, I think. I think we've seen especially quite a lot of the final battle. I know some people um, don't agree with that and they think there's like another fight after the Mega Kaiju fight, but I'm, I, I don't know, I'm certain that that is the final battle. Oh, I kind of, who knows, you know, sometimes like, uh, for example, with Last Jedi, they, they kept certain locations completely locked off from any promo material. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, well, we'll have a bit of that. Well, uh, there is, because... Um, it can it can be explained like by going up in the rockets or the Jaegers like go up in rockets. Mm. But then we see we see Gypsy falling back to Earth. But this is when her like compod her compod visor is cracked. Oh damn! So so I'm I'm assuming like that's in the final battle. So I'm thinking how like how did she get up there? True. And, like, why? Why is she up there? I mean, they the one way that they could top the under the under ocean or sub sub aquatic battle is is if they do mm. fight in outer space. Um, I just I just dropped that. Yeah, I just did that. Yeah. Okay. Did you um? <laughs> Whoa! I, I'm I'm just gonna have to take it how it is. <laughs> <laughs> but did it was, you uh? Yeah. Did you see um John Boyega talk about 
a potential Pacific Rim 3 and how like humanity will have to build other things apart from Jaegers to go into the, like, Ooh, the precursor world. Into the Antiverse world. No, I haven't seen that interview. If you could link me to that, that would be fantastic, dude. I'd appreciate that. Well, it's not. It's not a full interview. That that was literally what you said. Oh, literally. Just, uh, oh, okay. Cool. Cool. It was like a cutaway. Well, either was it in like a, a written interview or a spoken one? Oh no. Yeah. No, it was written. Oh. But I, I, I was just wondering. Like, I know you haven't like read it, but I was just wondering. Like, what? Like, what do you think he means? Because for me, he 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 either means that they maybe they build capsules to put the Jaegers in and send them, mm. or is he like literally talking about like building like a fleet of like ships? To go mm. through the breach with. <laughs> I, I wonder if here's here's my take on it is that so possibly um, to because uh, we saw only a very small glimpse of it and who knows how much like the precursors world maybe have evolved because like their whole culture seems to be like iterate 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 see what works yeah. throw everything at the wall see what sticks and that kind of gives again these great rationales it's one of the best uses of just like hey li like rationalizing the story uh, sorry rationalizing the sort of budget uh, within the story um, and then also rationalizing what the creative team of the original Pacific Rim wanted to do which is go crazy with the design so what's what's a story mm. premise that will justify that okay here's a race of creatures who they probably have something maybe approaching infinite resources and they are just this implacable um species that just like they invade and whatever works works and if it doesn't they just riff a little bit and they just tweak and that can just literally create like a kaleidoscope of design so like guillermo and travis and, and thomas tullen and um yeah steve denight everyone um i think Derek conley also also worked on this one um, um, I keep forgetting, mm. I'm I'm the worst because I keep forgetting the female scriptwriter, which I don't care how awkward the silence is going to be. I need to Google her name now uh, to shout her out. I'm that sort of OCD yeah. sort of a person. Pacific Rim Uprising screenwriter. All right, Emily Carmichael, fantastic, and she's uh -huh. she's no yeah. big deal. She's writing Jurassic World three, so she's clearly done something right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and so what I wanted to say is like yeah, that's how I could kind of see these precursors, um, you know, maybe developing something that is like insanely hazardous to 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 Jaegers for some reason. Um, that they mm -hmm. have they've particular like oh shit, one of them got through in that Jaeger bomb scene, uh, so to speak. Um, <laughs> and um, and we can't let that happen. Like we weren't expecting that. In fact, the shots of them they're completely shocked. So I wonder if they've equally been preparing for us, you know. Oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, because um, mm. I think uh, the night was hinting on Twitter that we won't really see the precursors in this film. Mm, yeah, which, I think I heard that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of disappointed Me in because when you look back in interviews in 2014 with Del Toro, his idea for Pacific Rim Two was like like to go into their world, bring the Jaegers to them, mm. and I sort of feel like I think even though it's like within the canon, this is a sequel to the first film and the story is different. It sort of feels like it's like a soft reboot, mm. like 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 Jurassic World and Episode Seven. Like it is a sequel, but it's it's familiar. And then yeah. if this does well, then the se then the sequel will go mental. Well, it does the same thing as the original Jurassic Park did, which is you know Jurassic Park is an open and closed premise, which is literally the park opens and then it closes. Yeah, unintended <laughs> unintentional pun, but um, but so what you see with the Lost World is that they kind of you can't 
really write a story after that that isn't a little bit contrived. It's like, oh, there was another island. Turns out the same story is going to play out. So you can't really, yeah, yeah you ha- you basically essentially have to quote unquote reopen the breach so that a new Pacific Rim story can be told. Um, yeah, because that's where they come from. But what you can do though is is to um, is to make it interesting and is is to also tap into this really great premise because. I'm I'm sure that uh, Guillermo and Travis didn't want like the sort of like they wrote such a large kind of extensive Bible for this stuff. Um, I, I'm yeah. sure that yeah, I'm sure they didn't want to see it sort of end just with that film. But um, what are the what are the ways in which do you think that Pacific Rim Uprising can set up uh, an effect effectively set up a sequel? Um, Dan, um, I'm not too sure because uh, tonight was saying how. Like if he got to do a number three, like like they could stretch it out. I think he said um, where like it could go, like like it could be on the same level as Star Wars and Star Trek with like mm. infinite possibilities. Mm. And to to me that like you like I don't know where they're gonna take it. That like the humans have to develop new technology because you can't just have Jaegers versus Kaiju like for like mm. eight films, for instance. But then no, yeah. But if 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 you do take like the Jaegers and the Kaiju out of it, like it's sort of the essence of Pacific Rim. That's but true. In terms, but in terms of this one, how they could set up the sequels, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, oh, I don't, I don't know because we we don't really know like the, the main plot of the film. We know like yeah, there's a new uprising of cadets and somehow a breach opens and Kaiju come out, but we don't really know by who or their intentions. Hmm. But, I mean, like. Like a lot of people have said, and even tonight said on Twitter that this will have an open ending. Like, so if they want to p- pursue a sequel, they can. Hmm. But I'm not too sure how they'd set one up. I mean, well, I gotta I say, I gotta say, I can't deny it, but I'm excited uh, for the film. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Has anyone gone and done it? <laughs> oh God, please save me, Jesus! <laughs> when I say stuff like this around Ray, she's like, "This is why you're single." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Thank, thanks, babe, thanks, babe. Um, what do you, um, what do you think? Like how they'll set it up, or hmm. I haven't really thought about it. Well, yeah, um, sort of my sort of instinctive riff on that is, um, is the idea of. Uh, I think I've heard someone somewhere tease like, "There's a reason why." Uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was Sir Rico in episode one. He said, "There's a reason." Is like let me just say without spoiling anything, there's a reason why Boyega says the line, uh, "What we thought." Um, was when we thought the kaiju war was over it turns out that, mm. that all of that was just, just the, the beginning, beginning which is like yeah. a, it's a trope that you say in trailers of like turns out it was just the beginning you know <laughs> uh, but in a um, world in a world <laughs> with gigantic monsters um i you know what you know what here's, here's what i think is going to happen is um some something will be a, like an irrevocable like a, a permanent breach there you go I, albert that's that's Ooh. Albert's. There you go. Permanent breach, permanently ripped open, yeah. and uh, we leave it on that sort of um, uh, Empire Strikes Strikes Backian kind of like the world is yeah. the, the world isn't all good, and like how do we resolve this? And um, yeah, I think it would be quite risk taking to be like that's it. Like you know, where the first film, if you think about it, the first film a little bit parallels you know Star Wars, where you know it's the the ending yeah. of the breach is the destroying of the Death Star, and there's the big celebration and everything. But if they did want to. Mm. Um, make this the even though it's the lighter chapter in terms of a, the cinematography like the, the battles take place in the daytime if they mm-hmm. did want it to like really take uh, take a risk um they would do that and uh that's kind of how i see uh that sort of um being teed up and um maybe even maybe a, a sort of post-credit sequence with like 
I think the post credit sequence is going to have. I think we will get a post. We'll have a, a Geisler, yeah, think, Geisler uh, and Gottlieb, uh, maybe. I believed it was teased that there is going to be some sort of post credit thing. Nice, nice. But um, yeah, just adding on to that, the whole like Empire like sort of comparison. Like, mm. it, I was thinking if this like could be this could be like very much like a darker chapter within the world because I'm not sure if they do die, but if these cadets like are getting killed in the battlefield, how it must be about. I don't know how old about about fifteen, like to seventeen mm. years old. So yeah. all these kids just dying horribly. <laughs> that is kind of hectic, yeah. To think about it does parallel the Evangelion thing of like for some maybe it's something to do with. Um, I'm wondering what you could just rationalize with the whole drift, the concept of trust and like the the more adult you get, the more jaded you get, the more walls you have like psychologically towards yeah. people. So, but maybe the younger you are, the more trusting you are, and the less trauma you've been through, so that you sink better and you drift better. Um, that's kind yeah, of think, what I'm I think, thinking. Uh, I think tonight came out and said like the PPDC now they start young because then you build up like quicker and like more deep bonds with people when you're younger. That's right. That's so, right. So if you have a bond from when you're young, you like hopefully you'll continue that bond mm. when you grow up and you'll be like proper drift compatible. That's right. Um, I just thought of another question because it just when you mentioned about drifting, um, you reminded me of my one and it is literally digit one line one pet peeve about the first film. Uh, ooh, yes. everyone and listeners are like, uh, they, 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 fingers up. Everyone, everyone's like stood up. <laughs> yeah, stood up. They're hovering. They're they're hovering over the unsubscribe button. <laughs> careful, mate. Careful. Right. Steady. So steady. <laughs> steady, boys. <laughs> okay. So the idea is that. There's just one line that I wish Raleigh, Raleigh, sorry, I had to. Raleigh. Uh, <laughs> wait a second, I need to say, I have to try at least have a crack at the line. They're de- decommissioning the Yoga program because of made Yoga pilots. <laughs> <laughs> that's tense, that strike is tense cool to date. It's a record. Uh, it's such an exact, like, I'm Australian and I don't even fucking speak like that. But I love... You're not, I think his, his accent, uh, like, uh, uh, I don't. It's just terrible. <laughs> and he, yeah, yeah, and but it makes it endearing. Is like, <laughs> no, yeah, I do love it. It's true. It's great. Suits, suits and toys, bloody fucking stacker. It's just great. <laughs> 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 fucking <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's great. Uh, so much to talk about. But yeah, here's my pet peeve: is that I just wanted Riley desperately to say, we the reason why is just have a line you know have a line in that first spiel how he's he's saying left left hemisphere right hemisphere all that stuff you know you've got you've got they say that you have 10 minutes to to buy your audience otherwise they they, they're gone they they they, um they clock out uh yeah sometimes even five minutes it's like a first impressions thing and i'm like you've got in the first five minutes you need to really be super on top of it i approve of the um you know, the, the voiceover, that was great. I just needed him to say something along the lines of like, yes, he, there was thousands dead and everything. But the reason, like the reason why it's in the, it's in the Pacific Rim, um, uprising, uh, sorry, Pacific Rim, um, yeah, tales from year zero. It says the reason yeah. why we went with robots is because robots are literally like bouncers. Like we needed to move these things away and push them away so that we didn't mm. have to cause mass death, uh, all that stuff about expensive, you know, protracted battles everything that that comes with trying to address like take these creatures down with ordinance uh they just needed something deft like we needed to like something even maybe even tinge the line with something really uh maybe noble it's like we we 
we put ourselves on the line so that we are like physically there pushing them away yeah. to, to like literally keep them away from the ones we loved. And I'm like, if you had a line like that, you wouldn't have anyone calling you lame or corny for doing what you, for do for, for setting this, because that's the, a lot of people like, it's the most outlandish premise ever. Look at robots. Like, why would we develop robots? Why would we, wouldn't we just shoot them? It's like, no, Guillermo and Travis did their research. It makes sense for them. And it would make sense even as outlandish as it sounds. If we did get attacked regularly by giant creatures, we couldn't keep, we could not keep nuking them, but there'd be no fucking people no, left. Yeah. So we would have to seek another solution. Um, and walls wouldn't have worked. And it's like, and, if they just emphasized a little bit in that in that speech about saying there's a re like an actual like salient reason why we would have developed these like um giant like hum humanoid things to just literally push these things away and so that they're mm -hmm. far enough away from human settlements that they can be like uh dealt with and stuff um but anyway what's your pet peeve buddy from what's one thing you change about the first pack room um i discovered it the other day uh actually like I, I suppose you could call it a mistake, but um, you know, after the uh, Hong Kong battle when Newt and Gottlieb are trying to drift with the baby Otachi, yeah, um, they're both like kaiju like experts, mm. and the word the word kaiju is singular and plural, mm. and I I noticed the other day that Gottlieb um when he predicts that three kaiju come out of the breach, not two, I noticed the other day that he says um there's only two kaiju's coming out of the breach. Ooh. I thought, I thought, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang about. <laughs> the, 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 the only um, drastic thing I could change is just some of the dialogue, because yeah. I, know, I know why it's there, so the audience understands that drifting, you're literally in each other's brain. Mm. And I know, I know, like, Yancey sort of says, like, you're in my brain, kid. Mm. But when, and I've also noticed it in the Uprising clips, when I think it's Jake says to Nate, like, uh, should we use our old move? But like, there's no need to say that because you're both yeah. thinking through the same break. But of course, I know they do. They do it for the audience. But if they it was do. me, like, yeah. If you, yeah, if, you yeah, if it was Dan, there'd be complete silence in that con pod. <laughs> no, not, not I'm, silence, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Yeah. yeah. But that's cool. Well, no, but I, but I agree with you. Actually, it's 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 interesting that the idea of, especially when it's communicated in any cinema, the idea of, of a uh, mind like a mind meld where like the person intuitively understands the other without any need of words. Um, yeah. That's really beautiful in concept, but with the visual storytelling medium, um, unless you just have really tactful like nods. Imagine that. Like anytime they cut cut back to the conpod, they're just nodding to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I forget where I heard it. I think it was in a Del Toro interview before or maybe shortly after the first pack room came out. Yeah. But I think Thomas Toll sort of said it would make more sense if the pilots were sort of like one above the other, like on two different platforms. Okay. And then Del, and then Del Toro was like, well, like, no, we can't do that because one, it will look weird. And two, we need like the emotion of them like beside like, each like, other. Vi yeah, like visually, but like standing by each other's sides but imagine how weird that would have been like one on top of another <laughs> that is an outlandish idea that i would never approve this is this <laughs> message brought to you by guillermo del toro who sounds like the the maid from i just i i'm sorry i any spanish accent always becomes the maid oh, no no mister mister oh. no lemon pledge no no <laughs> Save me. Any beautiful like Spanish Mexican people out there, please don't be offended. I'm just a daggy human being. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. 
All right, I only have one more. Oh, actually, you know, we have we shan't miss it, miss out on our awesome fellow ranger member of the Shatterdome pool of co-hosts. We'll have an episode soon with him. The amazing Pons three nine nine has um, submitted five questions for us. So shall we? Oh uh, yeah, go ahead. Fantastic. On the post that I did about fifty two minutes ago, uh, that was a very specific. It, it was exactly fifty two minutes ago. Um, the Shadow Dome episode to the Son of Pentecost and the Long Road to Uprising. We've been jumping here and there. You know, I sort of named the theme of the topic, but if we don't, if we don't gravitate towards it, I, I won't sort of force it in that direction. Um, yeah. But yeah, it says featuring a real human team. That's you, buddy. Is recording live right now. Post your comments and topics below. So we have Ponzi says. Uh, we've addressed a lot of this, but I figured we'd give our hot take answers just so that we sort of do our due. Um, so I'll throw all four, all five of these to you, and I'll answer after each answer you give. So uh, many reviews, yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. Many reviews are uh, popping up online, both negative and positive. What's your stance on them, uh, Dan? Um... Uh, what's my... Well, I don't know. I, don't, I won't know until I see the film at the moment, but I think yeah. the pos- positives are obviously good. Aren't just negatives... It's just because people complained about the first Pacific Rim, like you said earlier, like how outlandish it is. Mm. But I mean, what did you expect when you go yeah. into a Mecha versus Kaiju movie? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Totally, dude. Absolutely. Um, I had to. Oh yeah, please continue. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say I can't really like. I haven't really read a lot of the reviews, so I can't really like, mm. contribute a lot. But I don't know. If there's positive and negative, hopefully, mm. it sort of leans towards more positive. But I don't. We'll have to see. Well, I gotta side with you, man, because when I think of the injustice, I think that is the idea <laughs> that we have six fucking Transformers movies. Essentially, I mean, they're making one now, so it's gonna be six, yeah. and that these things that are basically review proof um, in their outlandishness, I just feel like this pang of empathy for the fact that, like, at the very least, hum- like, like the Pacific Rim creators are actually trying to infuse a little bit, a little bit of symbolism and heart and sensibility and not just butt shots of women and uh, <laughs> like ridiculous try hard dialogue and all that crap. The, the injustice I feel for that these get, these films get called into question is just yeah. on another level of just, yeah. well, can, can, I, can I just say to anybody listening or just in general, go if when Pacific Rim, if when Pacific Rim came out, you watched Grown Ups too. Then fuck, fuck you. you. Just fuck you. Just get the fuck <laughs> off my podcast. Get off. Right? <laughs> Step the fuck off. Yeah, dude. Um, just yeah. Oh, I have so much. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an outright outright rage mode. Like I've uh, I've uh, pieced out a little bit out of that. But uh, yeah, I I reserve a good amount of consternation for anyone who did that. Cause just yeah, like fucking rethink your life if you literally. <laughs> If that was something you actually physically did to watch, like Adam Sandler fucking pee in a pool or whatever the fuck was in that movie, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, I, I I mourn I mourn for your brain like that. It was that it was for like I feel sorry. It's like come on, like do something better with your life. Okay, well, you know what? We've just we've lost half of our audience. No, I'm kidding. Unsubscribed. They're off to subscribe to the uh, grown ups fucking podcast. The gr- yeah, the grown ups podcast. <laughs> Good riddance. Oh uh, dear. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Well, mm. I have to side on you, uh, side with you on that, man. And um, I'll add to that. Like I recently spoke to, um, I mentioned that I would discuss them on the show, so I figured I would do that. So, jumping yeah. to a post that you made. Did you you know the person I'm talking about? Uh, that's okay the one 
about the the YouTube video. Yeah, the YouTube video. I say so, and it's not. Look again. I I I don't use this platform to like for defamation or anything. It really is the whole yeah. point of it really. And cause then I'd be super contradictory if I was doing that. But the idea mm. is, as I put it, that like the gloves are coming off now for everyone and it should be with us too. We can't just let, like let them take their gloves off and us sort of stay in, you know, we just need to make sure we're doing our due. And I sort of wrote it here. So message to everyone. I'm sharing this to illustrate mm. how the extremely negative and short-sighted echo chamber clickbait bandwagoning that nearly killed the original pack room five years ago and almost snuffed out the chance of a sequel ever being made is very much still alive and active to this day and we have to do everything we can to turn the tide i've opened up a dialogue with this particular video maker um i won't name them because again you know i don't want to incite hate but needless to say you can yeah. you can insert anyone's name there um as like sometimes people they they just take advantage of the echo chamber and just sort of add to that just so that they can get clicks um and yeah so sharing our exchange could potentially serve to show how these these um, uh, preconceptions can be respectfully and patiently reversed, or at least to help turn them into positive constructive criticism, rather than being ignorant hatred or low effort cowardly sniping, which is why, like, can I just feel it to you, Dan? Why, why, like, does this, you know, in all, in all respects, super earnest, lovely film with super earnest, lovely mm. filmmakers, like you don't have an interview, like you see an interview with Michael Bay, great for your accomplishment accomplishments man like well done on becoming a millionaire but you're a douche in interviews this it's how yeah. you come across every single person on the uprising team are nothing but earnest polite is engaged respectful steven denied is extremely passionate and so like they get the hate <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah have a have a crack at it man let's let's unravel let's I mean, go it, it it must be difficult for them because you can really tell like because hmm. like, like you said michael bay i don't I don't, he doesn't put passion into the Transformers no. movies. But films like this, you can just tell, like, they're filled with passion and love, yeah. like, the, the genres. Hmm. And I, I, I've seen, I've seen the one, I've seen the video you're on about, and I've seen other ones, just like, and the title just says it all, like, oh, Pacific Rim, like, Uprising's yeah. gonna suck or whatever. Yeah. And I just think, oh, but if you have that mindset, then even if the film's good, you're gonna hate it. Yeah. If you go in so negative, I just, because I won't lie, like I said earlier, I started off not hating the film, but like, what what have you done to my my, my movie? <laughs> yeah. But, but, but I mean, oh, there's, there's no need to be negative. Like, yeah. Because like, going on like a more broader thing here, like life is too short. Mm. And it's just, I know like, I don't really like it when people say this, but it is just a movie. Yeah, like, no, and I will admit that too. I'm running a damn Packroom podcast. I can admit that it's just a movie, you know, don't get so like, worked up. Yeah. Mm. Like as much as much as we love it, and as much as I collect all like the toys, the books, whatever, mm. it's just like when you step back and you look at it, it's just meant to be a fun experience. Just mm. transport your, yourself from the real world into this world of mechs fighting kaiju. Just, yeah, you know, just, what? Just, just yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, please continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I was just gonna say it's just like. But the thing is, there's, there's more. There's more important films to get mad at. Yes. Like film, like, <laughs> like, like films that say have like a like a horrible message or like like symbolism you don't agree with or maybe something like that. But a, a fun like it is a blockbuster film just about humanity coming. Like the film is meant to be positive. Like humanity coming together to mm. fight like whichever evil is attacking us. Like yeah. I don't know, but but the main complaints, I don't want to say they're childish because I felt the same complaints, but at the end of the day, people are complaining about the time of day yeah. that the fights take place and how quick the Jaegers are. But yeah. I mean, 
they're not that fast. Yeah, they're not. And, and again, like, really? Like, and I just want to just, just grab them by the shoulder, like Bane style, and be like, you think this gives you power <laughs> over me? No, I, won't, I wouldn't physically threaten anyone who doesn't love no. Pacific Rim, but I would put them in a box and send them to like another country. No, I wouldn't do that either. Okay, Albert, yeah. take it easy. Take your Ridlin, Albert. Take your Ridlin. I, I don't I don't like it when um when people say it's either a dumb movie yeah. or people put it on this pedestal, oh it's a dumb movie but like for smart people. Like it's uh, It's just what it is. I don't but I don't think Pacific Rim's dumb. There's no. nothing stupid about it. Like I I, I don't understand because when the first Uprising trailer came out, a lot of people were disappointed that it's still two or more people drifting. They wanted, like, one single pilot. <laughs> okay, and, what? And I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't... People can't wrap their head around the concept of the drift. I, I love the idea of the drift and all, like, the possibilities. Yeah, yeah. And look, here's, we have Amara, for example, and we, we have... Again, you know, they're addressing that. They're saying, look, here's a one-person a one person Jaeger. Um, but mm. again, the symbolism of this is that we see that Amara um, is, uh, you know, like... Let's just say she's in a space, obviously, very, she's processing. I've actually reached out to Kaylee um, via Insta. We'll yeah. see if we can get her on the show at one point, because I really would like to hear someone like a young woman speak about how, you know, this woman, again, what you can do is you can take it metaphorically, not in an ultra uber intellectual, over intellectualization way, but take the story of Pakrim metaphorically. Even Gilmore has said it's basically like a sports movie. It's someone who was wounded, yeah. who was broken, who, who had entered this self perpetuating uh, wounded narrative of, of being done with the world and all that. And we've all felt moments like that and that the the you know coming back to the idea of um sort of thinking about more of more about your not not just like in a self-sacrificial way of like think more about your fellow man than yourself no it's like you heal from your wounds through helping people and it, it ends up helping everyone for you to do that and reconnect yeah. and amara by all extents she's still very much in the trauma of having lost her parents and she is alone and like just you can just look at like her 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 yeg is literally called scrapper like she's mm. she's on her own and and it's not the best she's not in the best space and so by meeting jake and joining the ppdc she becomes healthier and this isn't to say that you know oh we we heal from just having people around us no it's about coming to that peace inside yourself um that you are like like sorted with yourself so that you can like like um widen that sphere of like love and like care caring towards others and um and so so it, it speaks on that metaphorically, but then also if we want to get technical and think about all oh, the neural load and stuff, it's like, even if they developed Jaeger tech to the point where you did have a single pilot, right? Um, mm. You, it's like, look how, like, look how much further you can get with two. That's my question. It's like, why, why like seize upon this principle? Like if I told you, Hey, you know, we're in world war two, we're developing a tank and uh we figure out a design that it's 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 not only more efficient uh there's two people four eyes are better than two like but then we had a command mm. to say no no no, i want one person and we just say what do you mean it's like i want one person driving this because that's what i want it's like yeah but what about the efficiency of the thing and that's the thing is uh, i always find people's projections tend to tell us more about what they who where they're at than like the actual deficiency of the thing because to me mm. when someone says that it's like I find it really interesting that they'd be so, um, yeah, just so rejecting of the whole idea of people coming together. It's like they reject. That's weird, yeah. 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 Well, so I've always go. loved, um, oh, their, their names escape me, but the pilots were Tacit Ronin. Uh, Jukin, uh, you, uh, the Jessops. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always I've always found like their sort of relationship quite beautiful, how like 
they're married, but they're also co-pilots. Like, yeah, like they they, they hold like no secrets when they go into the drift. And then in the um, Tales from the Drift comic, you see like a sort of drift coma, like the state that they're in. Yeah, and, and like how they sacrificed themselves together. I just think I don't know. Like one person, it's just I don't know. It's just more. I don't know, I just love the idea of people just coming together and piloting it together. Yeah, so for me, it's just iron cast. Like, there's nothing you can really come at me with to say that there would be any real, like, in-lore or filmmaking or whatever, like, symbology-wise, mm. like, justification for taking that away, especially for the fact that it makes it distinct among other, you know, Jaeger, sorry, Mecha kind of genre. It, it, it's, it's one of its... Um, trademark things so you can think, looking at it all these ang- on, on all these on all these angles but for me um, I always come down to like however lovely something is uh, in concept like it has to explain itself it has to like um, hold weight uh, from like in universe and for me it's just like hey um, you know you're it just like like to say for example Saber Athena you know um, if they if they spent that much time trying to figure out uh, it's like it's like rethinking a car. It's like why would you rethink something where you've sorted? Yeah, I'm, we're good. Four wheels is good. I don't need to rethink the four wheels. You know, like we've established the formula. No one's going to call us out about that. Like that works. So it's like it's as it's as it's as ridiculous to me as like arguing against that. It's like, but let's rethink the car. It's like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know, uh, boy. But you know, people's priorities. Hey, but um, oh gosh, uh, buddy, we're only on. Pons's first question. We should crack on, eh? <laughs> oh my god, that's all right. That's all right. So, um, oh, you're good for time, by the way, because I just want to check in. Obviously, be mindful. Oh yeah, yeah. I can go. I can go on that. Yeah, all night, all night long. All right. Uh, so, will Uprising be a worthy sequel to Pacific Rim or just a corporate knockoff fueled by China money? I, I love you, Pons. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, me, yeah. me, and Pons have, have had discussions about this. Yeah, and. I think it will be a, a, a worthy sequel. Yeah, but you can't you can't deny the influence China has had on the production. Oh, big time! But as long as long as it's not pandering, like in the Michael Bay movies, like they put like product placement of like Chinese milk or something. Yeah, yeah it like, was all over the place. As long as, but then, but then you, you can't really argue because without China, the, the sequel wouldn't have been made. That's true. So, and yeah, I figured I'd open yeah. a little bracket here. Look, this isn't us saying like, oh, we, you know, because we see films all the time. You know, the Spider-Man movies have Sony products everywhere. We're not singling out yeah. China in particular. It's it's less to do with particular nationalities. It's more to do with just like the how like you can you can be tasteful about it. Like um, I think even. Yeah. Um, What's a film recently that did this? Uh, they were just tasteful about it. They'd like put product stuff here and there. It was like, oh gosh, I'm, th- I'm, it's, I'm blanking now, but it, maybe like Mission Impossible or something. And like, I mean, it, uh, Blade Blade Runner that has like mm, product mm-hmm. placement, but yeah. it, it just fits. It just fits in part of the world. Yeah, and you can do it in a subtle way. And in fact, subtle tends to be more effective marketing than in your face, because in your face, like, feels disgusting, and you like get the fuck yeah. out of my face. <laughs> so it, it does yeah. the opposite of what the marketing wants. Yeah, unless you're marketing to plebs, which you know there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of, uh, and we need them. We need the plebs as well. But um, but anyway, hey, we're not talking down to anyone in our audience. They're all valued members. Yeah, of society. we don't we don't hate China. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't hate China. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah, um, I hope I hope it looks to be a worthy sequel. And it does. Tonight's got all the intentions to make it a worthy sequel. Mm. I mean, I can't deny it. But- I'm sorry. I am sorry. I keep making the deny it. You can, you can, you can hang up now. 
I've, I've yeah, now, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go like listeners for all 70 of you who have just like, um, like clicked pause on the podcast. Cause you can't take another deny it. I promise. <laughs> I'm, <even. laughs> I'm, I'm working on myself. I am a flawed human being. I'm imperfect in my, I'm, I'm beautifully perfect, beautifully imperfect. I'm doing my best. <laughs> this is what this episode should be called. You can't deny it. Oh, thank you. I, I'm going to consider that. Yeah. Can't deny it. <laughs> it doesn't even work. Like that's the worst thing it's like a shitty <laughs> pun it's an outright it's like a trash pun all right i will no longer interrupt you please continue well, I, 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 I was just gonna say you should make that your next episode of let's make it happen deny it we, we will make it a pun <laughs> we will yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but um yeah no, I, yeah I'm, I, no, I'm, sort of, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of done with what i was saying just i hope it just finds like a good balance between that china is heavily involved let's yeah. sort of market towards them but then like, like, like for the rest of the world to enjoy it as well, and just mm. hope. I think it will be a worth, worthy sequel. I, I get like, I, it feels positive. It doesn't feel like, for example, like um, uh, uh, Independence Day resurgence. Like had a had, oh. had a lot of the the, the China money feel. Uh, if we're going to start yeah. using that terminology, um, and 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 you know what, I oh gosh, I I really don't want to be this person, but. Listen, Just do it. yeah, okay, here we go. That's it. You know, risk taking, that's how it is. Um, so we see uh, the um, what we want to what we want to see, which is representation. That's so important. And it is mm. true. Asians are insanely underrepresented in films, you know, so it's a yeah. very nuanced argument you need to make to, to make sure because any China company type attitude company will just say, oh, well, you're, you're opposed to us, including this because you're a racist or because you yeah. want to. And and you just have to be super nuanced and say, you know what, I, I really want to just like make my stance perfectly clear. This has nothing to do with representation. It's just to do with like overbearing, like corporate sponsors. If, if you were a Swedish company and you put too many like overly Swedish things, it would be annoying. You know, it's just like the extreme yeah. is what annoying, not the thing itself. It's the fact that you take it to the extreme. Um, and I think, for example, with... Um, with Star Wars, like this Kelly Marie Tran, and um, mm. uh, I cannot remember her sister's actress's name. I'm the worst again because of my OCD. I need to do this. So um, it's Rose Tico sister. Thank you, Google, for my OCD. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> um, oh, don't do this to me. Don't take this long. Oh, goodness. Mayday, Mayday. Paige Tico. <laughs> that's the name. Come on, the actress. Why on earth does the Star Wars wiki not have the actress's name at the very start? It's, it's Naomi someone, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Everyone's oh, just I'm, screaming. I'm That's okay. They're all screaming at me right now. And if anything, I can edit this out. But you know what? We just we, It's mm. fun to hear Albert struggle sometimes. It is. <laughs> okay. Did you, um, on a little side note, did you enjoy The Last Jedi? Um, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right all right that's loaded there okay so i have many thoughts about the last jedi but overall yeah. i really resonate with um uh with um with ryan the guy you know like he, yeah. he, i really like he's such an earnest super talented guy i just think in some respects with the last jedi in how much it did want to break formula it undermined itself because yeah. um if you break formula too much 
you, yeah, you, you, you sort of, there is an established mythology. Like, like I would have just said, Ryan, save some of what these great iconoclastic, uh, you know, subversive things, save that for your trilogy. Just going to say, it's so good that you want to introduce some, like to shake things up with the main saga, but you need, it's like arriving at a firmly like established traditional annual gathering. Uh, and you just yeah. like fuck up a main tradition. Um, yeah. And here's one thing though. Uh, I think you could not have sent Luke off in a more beautiful and, and emotional way because, um, mm. and I sort of saw these parallels. Here's the last, the last Jedi minute of this episode. Uh, um, so, you know, Luke Skywalker started out on a desert planet. So desert, uh, young, mm. um, insecure, full of doubt. And he was on his way to save his sister. Right. And his yeah. that's how his sort of his story starts, and it ends on a ocean planet, which is the opposite of desert. He's old, which mm. is the opposite of young. He's and and he's staring at the twins, the twin sons, in the same way. Yeah. And and he's finally saved his sister, you know. Yeah. And like that parallel is you can't go, you can't do respectful, beautiful, nuanced storytelling better better than that. So I would say I'm upwards. I'm seventy five percent approving of the film, and I pretty much have. <laughs> kind of problems here and there with the rest how about you man well i'm not a huge star wars guy like, I, I love um the old original trilogy i really enjoyed rogue one i didn't episode seven was okay mm. but um i mean for what it was i, I, I enjoyed last Jedi for what it was but i could definitely sympathize with star wars fans that like it messed with the canon or yeah they 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 feel that luke should have been handled in a different way mm. but i mean i just sort of just went into it just wanting a fun space adventure film that's, yeah. that's what i got really you and i cut from the same cloth man it's like it's it's just mm. it's okay to just like a movie it really is yeah, yeah. like just i didn't love it i didn't hate it <laughs> it's okay and and like we've been given this you know you're actually you're fine you're, you know 20 is not that uh, not that young you can you can remember when you know uh you've had a obviously internet predominance of your life but you can still remember when things yeah. weren't it, it wasn't so much the case that we had this you know like everyone had this black rectangle in their pocket where it's like i can vent into this and my opinion is immediately valid and i should just like <laughs> just share this straight away shouldn't i because i you know like that's how important i am like like it's it's i love that the the democratization of information in fact this we haven't we wouldn't have been able to get some of the guests that we have lined up for this show and for um uh for our other podcasts if it wasn't for the ability to reach out and like express and inter interact with the web that way but i think double-edged sword is always man you know double-edged yeah. sword okay so the actress's name is veronica Nyo, so ngo you know so that's uh yeah see i'm told you yeah. like it's important yeah i don't like to like overlook these things and it's like a, an educational moment for me so back to ponza's questions we're going to be done in 10 hours <laughs> i'm kidding that's fine. <laughs> that's fine with me um okay so worthy sequel yeah so anyway we we sort of drifted off into the um uh, and also, Albert, you need to stop anytime anyone uses the word drift to just be like, I'm going to, okay, you know how some podcasts have a bell? Like anytime they have yeah. like, yeah, I'll I'll try and get like a, a desk bell. Anytime we say the word drift, I'll, I'll be like, ping. <laughs> um, but yeah, so China money. Um, yeah, again, so that the summary, I just want to build on my friend Dan's comments there. It's like, it's just about nothing to do with uh, representation or anything. It's just about whether or not it's done tastefully. And uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be a knockoff at all. So Awesome. Yeah. So, third question for you, Mr. Dan. How does it feel seeing previously unseen Insurrector and Hydra Corinthian seeing Striker again? Go. Uh, it feels it's cool. Mm. Like, like I touched, I touched on it earlier. I don't think 
I don't because um the day that that Amara comic came online, there was a trivia question on the Jaeger Academy website, mm. and there was a previously unseen Jaeger name, which I think was Chronos Berserker. Oh, and I, I think Hydra's design suits uh that Chronos Berserker more. But yeah. I mean, I've always I've always wanted to see Hydra, so it's finally good that we're actually seeing her. Mm. Striker, it's obviously nice to see Striker and Insurrector. Mm. Oh, God, as I much as I like, I know, as much as I like Shrike Thorn, love, I love Inspector's design. But what I love, um, I think I touched on it in the uh, Skype group that they they've stuck with the continuity because it looks like a kaiju from the first yeah, movie. I like that comment like, of yours. Yeah, yeah, like the, the dark skin, like the blue sort of neon tattoos, like mm. it, and from from what we've seen of it in the comic, it's got like the split down its forearm. That's so great. So it, it very much looks like an old kaiju, but the only thing, not that I have a problem with, but the Amara comic sort of uh, contradicts in a way what we've been told. Because from what I've read, um, Amara built Scrapper, and the reason she built Scrapper was to, because on the day that Inspector attacked, no Jaegers came to her rescue. Mm. So in her mindset, right, if they're not going to do it, I'll build my own one. Mm. But from the comic, we actually see that two Jaegers came to the rescue. Unfortunately, her parents and I think brother did get killed. Yeah. But, I mean, two Jaegers did come to the rescue and by the end of the third issue, we do see that she actually didn't build Scrapper, it was a scientist. Yeah, three Jaegers, think, if you think about it, <laughs> come come to her rescue. Yeah, yeah, because he, he saves her and he says, oh, this is Scrapper. So all I can assume is that she's grown up around Scrapper, maybe, like, mm. knows the ins and outs. Like, yeah. We'll have to wait to see the film, but from what the information you've gathered two Jaegers came to her defense and she did not build scrapper yeah that's true and yeah I, I think I did see it somewhere that like she has that like chip on her shoulder about like how basically how the Jaegers, Jaegers failed her which is I mean even if she um I think that's probably what she means is like coming to my aid isn't the same as succeeding because you may have come to the fight but if you uh, failed yeah, then you but, failed me yeah. yeah yeah but um I think it, it was a cool battle I mean it would I don't think we will, since we've seen it in this free comic, but it would be cool to see Hydra oh on the screen. I would love to see but Hydra I, I, and Striker just like go go to town in Uprising. But I don't I don't think we will. But how how do you uh, feel about seeing them? Um, anytime I see Striker, do because he's he's my number one. I say I came this yeah. close to buying a Striker hat. They were selling the Striker hats back in twenty thirteen, and mm. like the same one that they wear. You know, he's got the cap there. It's like the Striker oh, kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah trucker yeah. hat or whatever. So by far and away. Um, like, and I put a deposit on the freaking sideshow, insanely expensive. Oh, yeah, obviously, I had to take that yeah. one off and like send an email being like, Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I got, got rent to pay, really. <laughs> uh, I've got to live. I've got, I do. <laughs> you see, you just hold it up in the corner, hold it. <laughs> you see, your objective of having my money for this statue goes counter to my need <laughs> to live. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a retooled tool, uh, a retooled quote from an Aquatine uh, skit. I don't know if you watch Aquatine. I know you watch. Um, yeah, I know, I know what Aquatine is. I've never seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for all the spam links I'm going to send you. But needless to say, it's uh, for all the people um, who know about it. It's uh, yeah, like the world is overtaken by vampires, and um, one of the main characters is being interviewed. Uh, 
yeah, sorry, yeah, it's like the head vampire who's like killing everyone somehow agreed to show up on a TV show uh, and like interview <laughs> and like talk about like you know we just want to overtake your race and stuff. And so the mean TV, TV presenter who's like this Craig Ferguson type is like, you see, that's very interesting because your desire to to consume us and like drink our blood goes against our desire to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll send you that clip there, but enough tangents taken you need to take way more tangents man make yourself at home man it's uh <laughs> we're totally receptive to that yeah okay so yeah i think i'm i'm just gonna essentially build on your points there to sort of throw back to me about um seeing hydra and striker because um it was good to hear your your take on that and i i agree it would be great to see uh hydra corinthian maybe even you know because comics are comics you know there, there can be a bit of variance in the design maybe they can tweak the design a bit for the film if they do but um yeah i could see something pretty tasteful being done with the mara's flashback um uh you know similar to mako like you know how mako like um you know when they did that flashback flashback we do see coyote tango um but yeah it's almost like tinged with a bit of like it almost looks like a medieval knight like it just appears very very like um it's a, it's kind of like operatically majestically there's no yeah 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 i think that that could be quite tasteful but anyway so number four uh question for you dan hopes slash expectations for the sequel is it trying to be too different um i don't think it when because when you really look at it it's not visually it's, it's different mm. it's not trying to be too different like essentially we have uh just it's not this. It's not the same plot as the first movie, but we have like Jaegers that aren't that advanced from the previous Jaegers, mm. just fighting more kaiju. The only real major major thing is that there's, we've introduced now. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. Like, I think they look like little mites, like little robotic, maybe precursor like nanobites or mm. something. Oh yeah, I did see those. Yeah. That that combine the free kaiju into one mega kaiju, and they've also introduced the idea of drone piloted Jaegers. So, but I don't know. They're not going too far in like one direction. They're sort of just like putting ideas out there. So in the third one, maybe you could go absolutely like balls to the wall. But mm. in this one, the, the only real difference is visually, which I I personally prefer the neon lit like rain swept battles. But then like Pacific Rim does exist like they're yeah. not taking away the first Pacific Rim you're, you're, you're taking my childhood you're taking my childhood away <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's also a good it's just nice to have something different like you wouldn't want the exact same visuals but then we, we do get a nighttime battle like the Shatter Dome attack yeah. seems to be at night time yeah that's right but I don't know yeah we'll see I think, yeah. I think I think I think um one thing they could do to be super effective, uh, it's super effective, is um, if they did want to, like the, maybe one of the things they're keeping from us is like a gigantic epic nighttime fight at the end to just be like, oh, oh, you thought we were going to hold off on your like uh, iconic Pacific Rim qualities of like nighttime fights. Well, here you go, buddy. So I do, I do love the, um, the fight and I think it's, is it Siberia where Obsidian mm. and Gypsy fight on the ice? On, on another level, I, I, I do love that, and I love. I don't. Know, I love the city destruction, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's not too. I can't say it's too different because it's not really. Yeah, no. But they're not like taking liberties with the source material. They're just like naturally advancing 
the story. But then if, say, say for instance, Uprising, all the fights were at night time, you're going to think, mm. hold on, like, is it perpetual night time in this universe? Yeah, I mean, we do see, yeah, that's, I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, we do see, I think, um, here's, here's for those folks waiting and wanting the nighttime scene, I think we're going to see something with the, the, the Kaiju Jaeger hybrids, because their, their scene appears to take place at night, so we could see, mm. um, yeah, that you'll get your fix there, so... Um, yeah, so in terms of me with that question there, so um, trying to be too different. Again, I need to like um, sort of build off of what you said, Dan, is that, you know, when a, a very strong fan base builds around uh, something, and especially when it's like a cult classic, as the <laughs> Premier Quest guys would call cult, cl- cult classic, cult classic. <laughs> yeah, we have to honor them every time we say cult classic, cult classic. Um <laughs> Uh, is that yeah like you you basically you hunker down with it you say oh this is what this is and this is this immovable thing and this is if you stray outside of this then it is not this but we care a lot about like growing this and like having this last beyond just cult classic status and um it can be both you know you can you can have Mm -hmm. that you know feel to it and i think um pack rim even though i have this sense now because of just the way that it, it it seems to be its lot in life that like uh uh, that that's how it's always going to be. It's just going to be the one that, like, any time a movie comes out, people are going to uh, just decry it and say, "Oh, what's the?" Pl-? And it's like, this isn't for you. This is for the inner child. This is for the the, yeah. the inner pilots inside all of our adult Jaegers that we're just trying to make it through, slaying our kaijus every day, metaphorically, and like that speaks to us on that on, speaks to us on that level. But we can also mm. just just switch our brains off, which is what even like literally Gamma was like. This was me recovering from my hectic time, you know, having built up to start to direct the hobbit it was this very heartbreaking experience of things not working out having moved my entire family mm. and it was like his main cathartic movie to like basically get back and like he would i think credit this film for building up to what eventually became shape of water because he oh, was yeah, he was he was tenuous with filmmaking after hobbit he was exhausted he was so burnt out and then when he's like and he and it's like he retreated to his earliest childhood loves with this film um mm. And it's so good to see him, uh, like he supports it, and it's like good to see his his pals support it as well. So, but it's time for it to grow, guys. Like you can't just it yeah. can't just be the one thing, you know. It's like, like, pe- like yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like to anyone who like has been like not overly negative, but they think oh it's like going too different or they're a bit just just sit back, just chill yeah, out, just chill. Just out. at the at the end of the day. There's a mech that slaps two swords into one sword. Okay. Do you understand, Mum? Mum, I'm just, I'm just, just trying just, to tell you. Mum. <laughs> Mum. Mum, stop, stop eating dinner and look at this. <laughs> okay. Do you understand? But here's the thing is, she slaps the swords together. Can you even imagine that? And she's like, literally, please, you know, your dinner's cold, you know? Yeah, but she was like, she was like Dan, when the first one came out, fair enough, he was 14, 15. You're 20 now. (laughs) You know what your mum would say then? And then I realised it wasn't going to (laughs) stop. And the movie. She just looked into the mirror like a single tear, and then I realised. And then I realised. One after. She cut to me in like 50 years, just like covered in like kaiju tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mother was like, the first movie came out, we mourned, and then we moved on. (laughs) But then it didn't start. (laughs) Perfect analogy. We memorialised. So good. I love that. Oh, man. Hey, soft spot for Trespasser, you, you gigantic, awkward. 
like chunky looking motherfucker. I love you. He's like, look at his big old axe head. Like, great, you know. He, and he's like, he's the 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 Jaeger that the sorry the the kaiju that most looks like a toy, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's really I've always, great. Not 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 that I've had a problem with it, but I've always found it weird that after all these devastating attacks, all these people getting killed, they made the kaiju into toys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Do you, do you remember when your family was killed by hardship? Yeah. <laughs> Buy him now. Buy him now. Like you know what. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it is weirdly human nature. Like people made. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get too. I'll, I'll sort of. I'll, I'll flirt with it uh, with the political stuff. Ooh. But um. Ooh, danger! Will Robinson. Uh, did you see the uh, the lost the lost in space trailer? Now we're suddenly going to be saying did, yeah. danger. Will Robinson in twenty eighteen. I love it. Um. But no, we saw people create like in the Team America. Do you remember with like Osama bin Laden and like they created yeah. toys of that guy? And that's you know it's it's not too far out of the realms of just like how insanely detached from our own you know like disasters and 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 like the real gravity of things. It's very much in human nature to do that. But yeah, hardship yeah. and hardship as a shoe. Like I just want to see Pacific Rim the shoe drama. Yeah, no, it's, I've always wondered the context of that talk show at the end of that person dressed up as that big like puffy <laughs> trespasser. <laughs> I know, oh, I know. <laughs> I just want to see that that entire show, please. You know, just to get some context. Looks like a it looks like a a, a Tim and Eric skit, to be honest. <laughs> it uh, probably was, yeah. So good, so good. Oh boy! All right. Well, we have our fifth and last question from Pond, my friend. You ready for this? Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> this is for real. <laughs> this is for real. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna do this thing for sure. <laughs> All right, any other Jaegers kaiju you wish to see in aftermath or get referenced in Uprising? Go for it, buddy. Ooh. I've always, along with Hydra, I've always wanted to see Mammoth Apostle because that's just I've such always... an epic name. God, it's just the best name Oof. ever. I just want to name but... my kid Mammoth Apostle. Hey, Mammoth. <laughs> hey, little Apostle. But... Um, I'm not sure, because I'm not sure um, when they, I know for for a fact they had Vulcan Spectre in mind when designing him, Yeah. but in terms of Hydra, I'm not sure if they designed the Jaeger and then just picked the name from the universe, or they intentionally wanted to do Hydra. Mm, interesting. But I don't know, because I, I don't know, because with Mammoth Apostle, to me, it's got sort of like a, just like an epic, so epic. just sort of like, oh, like God. stoic look to it it sounds it I sounds can't. like biblical it like you know what yeah, i mean like it, it sounds biblical yeah so i don't know and then i don't know it just they should because the comic jaegers vulcan spectre is quite detailed but the coloring is a bit it's like sort of bland coloring yeah but then you, you've got limits to the comics they're not going to be as detailed as the movie jaegers but yeah. hydra is not just sort of looks like a bit steampunk it'll just chucks together yeah so if if they was going to do like Mammoth Apostle or Echo Saber or um, I think one that's really cool is Diablo Intercept. Diablo Intercept, you, ooh, just like to, to just a, as a little like tip of the cap to Guillermo, I think we need to see at least in the Hall of Heroes kind of scene, which is apparently mm-hmm. like that's been revealed because there was the if the fan contest to be yeah. able to appear in it. If we can just see a hologram of Diablo Intercept and have what happened the same thing that happened when tacit ronin there was that quick little sh- like tacit ronin became an instant fan favorite uh and there was yeah. an up- there was an uproar actually of like that was so cool like why couldn't we see more and there's the mirada you know the prologue done by mirada which was phenomenal mm. um but uh i think you know tacit ronin standalone we need to see that you know but uh, i've th- always thought yeah. that um f- for a mark one tacit ronin looks like super advanced for a mark one 
But it's also very, I can see Japan being like, you know what, we're only in Mach 1, but we're going to make ours look super sci-fi, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I also really love um, Horizon Brave. Horizon Brave. It's weird, like, like the name can often tinge the the thing with a bit of emotion right then and there. Like, Romeo Blue sounds so, like, like uh, you know, like a classic kind of it's almost you would you would name like a world war ii fighter pilot like romeo blue you know yeah. um and that kind of noble sort of feel but when i when i think of um uh horizon brave he's he's like he um he's on the he's actually actually on the, on the cover of tales of year zero and he looks so yeah. beleaguered at all times like he's he's like on his last like he, he's got this thing that he can hold his own but at the same time yeah. just that feeling of like uh yeah like it, it fits that it's a mark one and that just that, yeah. Just the calling it brave. It's like, it's like, go on, you, you, you brave thing. You know, even though obviously the brave <laughs> probably refers to you know like uh, American Indian, uh, Native Americans. You know, the brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that might be that angle. So, yeah. Uh, Have you? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with the anime Full Metal Panic? Oh, I I haven't seen that one. Uh, would you recommend? Yeah, well, I've only seen season one. I think there's three seasons, but I was just I'm just bringing it up because the mecha in that, like, I really think like tweak a few bits of horizon's design but horizon looks like it would really fit in sort of like a mm. anime like that where there's like warfare like on the deserts and it's like quite realistic yeah yeah especially especially her coloration i've always thought that but mm. i love i love the name of her um finishing move i'm pretty sure it's sub sub zero sucker punch oh that's so good <laughs> i think yeah. that's the coolest thing <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Oh, cool. All right. Well, so to for my kind of riff on that question there, yeah, I guess that I wish to see an aftermath. Um, as a little surrealistic tangent, I need to take here because you know we're talking we were talking about um, uh, Hydra Corinthian before, um, yeah. and I was um, uh, let's see. So what was the thing I was going to say? I, I like the idea of um, um, so taking a Jaeger name and uh, it was it Hydra Corinthian, was it? Oh, I'm trying to remember. That's okay. Because I was thinking of ways to make Hydra, like, to make um, Jaeger names uncool again. So Hydra, <laughs> like, to, you know how, like, there's the brand of shavers called, like, like Hydra Schick? Hydro. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hydro. <laughs> and Hydro Carpathian. Just, like, things that make zero sense, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Strapper instead of Striker. And, like, yeah, just, I'll I'll workshop it a bit. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of what, what was it? That, um... Because obviously, gypsy, like in England, is like a, a slang term for like like travellers. Oh but yeah, did, yeah. Didn't they have to, in certain countries they had to remove the, the name gypsy? Yeah, they had to because it, it's a, it's a, apparently a um a, like it's a deri- uh, derogatory term. But Travis, you yeah, know, he publicly apologised. He said I was more referring to this particular. I think he was like a either a, a fighter pilot that was named that, and like um he's like I promise it to do my research a bit better next time, but um. Uh yeah, well you know I think that was like my bad kind of situation. He didn't try to defend it, but um yeah mm. I did hear that. So um oh and I just yeah, remembered oh. yeah go ahead yeah no I was just gonna say I've always thought Gypsy Danger is like a fucking cool name. It's such a fucking cool name. It's just it's it's again it, I if you look through um you know I did this for when I jumped into my sort of Jaeger names uh, when I was kind of crafting mm. them is that uh, you look through uh, military operation names and they always have this this sense of yeah 
the way that I intuited it to be, I don't know if this was something Travis was thinking of consciously, but it's two names. It's sort of representative of the drift and, and the sort of two opposite people coming together that somehow create a sort of flow within the name itself. Um, this yeah. way, and I sort of look into etymology and, and nomenclature, and um, this is, if you want to, you can either take it into the, 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 the academic side of like names that have like flowed together that they've, you know, the way that maybe people title like plays or whatever or like lyric writing but also marketing yeah. it's you want something that like has a, a cadence to it like gypsy danger da, 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 you know and like cherno yeah. alpha da, 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 da. and um and striker eureka you know and they just fit and uh, i always interpreted the two names to be to representative of each of the pilots and it's like these are mm. two sort of separate words but they flow together and i was like that's yeah. the two people did you ever see it that way at all not no, not not really. Mm. But that that is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just remember. Oh, just, I don't know. Oh yeah. So no, go, no, go on. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, go on. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so uh, my daggy uh, reduction of coolness of to take a name down to mammoth apostle becomes Malamute mm. apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how I'm going to spend my uh, my Tuesday is just degrading <laughs> the coolness of of Jaeger names and sending sending them to Luke and Luke will just reply with one word, just be like. No, <laughs> he'll just be exhausted. He's just fed up. He's fed up. No, he. But the thing is, he bring he 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 gives just as he takes just as good as he gives with all his surrealistic. Yeah. Like you know how he says that he like he oils up with olive oil before recording each podcast, <laughs> and like he rolls in in like green paint until he looks like knife knife head. Is <laughs> fucking love those guys. They're just the when, when I first um, <laughs> discovered when I first discovered Premier Quest. Yeah. I literally, I literally just thought it would be like this, like long form Pacific Rim, like yeah. a normal discussion. Yeah. And I, I was listening to him, but I think I was either playing a game on the PS4, or I was doing something while <laughs> I listened to it. <laughs> and there was, a, there was a moment when I stopped and I thought, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> what the actual fuck am I listening to? And you just fucking broke the TV in half. No, I thought, hold on, because it is my like kind of sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, no, I fucking exactly, and me too. That's right. I had the exact same moment. It's like I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. However, this is I like it's something that I didn't know that I wanted, which is like surrealism, non sequitur, mm. stream of consciousness, free form, free association, comedy mixed with Pacific Rim. And um, when I when I saw that, like again, our our earnest thing with this show is to be like our you know that as we say it at the top of every show, like long form coverage commentary deep dives into character looking at symbolism symbolism and in fact luke was like that's really cool to me because i'm also as we've had exposure to pacific rim by being this long form we've actually had people ask us about law so we're gonna get yeah. him um yeah so he's busy this week so he won't be on this one but um we're sort of developing this thing where if he can't appear on the show with us we'll i'll just do a follow-up interview with him and then sort of stitch him into the main one so yeah um yeah like the as we're, we're trying to actually help me with this it's we're trying to workshop a name so luke's half hour power hour and then i just forget like i i, I just trail off i just so uh, uh, half an hour power hour with luke hour <laughs> that's, your, that's what i've got so far it's so fucking just make it like obnoxiously like very long <laughs> half an hour power <laughs> hour luke hour with our power hour power hour hour power <laughs> oh yeah oh shit we're close a power hour hour a power hour, hour. Yeah. we're so a fucking powwow. we we this is i'm writing this down <laughs> this is great I, I still can't believe that they spoke to Stephen denoy 
Oh yeah, that that no big deal. Um, so yeah, listeners, if if uh, you know you're listening from this episode onwards because the first episode's audio was terrible, and I'm the first to admit it, and I apologize. Um, yes, my co-host Luke, uh, between our last episode and this one, he spoke with the director Steve Denight um, and asked some of the sh- the Shadowdens' um, own submitted questions. So we're you and I, Dan, are a couple degrees away from the big man himself. I know, I know. I loved, I loved the. Uh... The most important, poignant question was, uh, does he consume banana milk? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I love that shit, man. He's such but a I chilled love, out guy. I love it when he said, like, when, when he's, like, having, like, his protein shakes, or what it was that, like, <laughs> does he feel like Yancey and <laughs> Rafi? <laughs> <laughs> I so love good. that. I dig that, yeah. He's And he's oh. so up for it. And, like, um, Sirico and uh, uh, Pons as well, they're just, like, just, you know, because they, they've got their fingers on the pulse. They're, again, they're, like, mm. the network that we're building here, we, you even heard Pons say it, like, we're sort of building our own mini PPDC, literally, like, the collection yeah. of Jaeger slash Kaiju people. Um, and so they have the finger on the pulse of, like, where Steven is at in terms of his availability. And uh, either he's responded personally or, like, Rico's simply found out that uh, he'll be able he'll, to, you're more available like entering April because he's like, he's just going on the press tour now. Um, but yeah. we will get him on the show at one point. And that's kind of the premise we're setting up here. I mean, here. It, it, it was like really nice of him to go on Premier Quest because I'm mm. not entirely sure if this is the case, but I'm pretty sure he was on his lunch break, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, the, how cool the, is that? There's some bits where it, where it sounds like he might be eating or something. And I thought like, that's yeah. like pretty nice of him to take a phone call. Yeah, and to be casual about it too. So, but yeah. I have one request to you because you know your Insta is public, man. So I'm just gonna say you need to get Tommy Wiseau on the show. I mean, you took that photo with him. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hit that Jaeger. I did not. I'm not. This is a bit of a side track, but seeing seeing the room in the cinema <laughs> and, and meeting Tommy was one of the great <laughs> achievements of my life. Yes, I'm gonna give you a hand for that. That's so oh. good. It was oh, the man. best thing ever. Do you understand he's life? So, <laughs> he's the thing. Oh, that um, that actually happened. Uh, yeah. Um, it was really busy, and someone was trying to get. They kept like, like we had to keep standing up because they had to keep moving in and out of their seats. And he was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry about this." And I was like, "Don't worry, that's life." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he was, that you. That's so fucking good. Oh, and so you, had, I loved you, it, you, but, you had words but, with him, eh? Oh, I spoke. I spoke to him for the limited time that I had. But um, he yeah, he great. just seemed really nice and genuine. But like, I don't know. He's just so he's just like it's <laughs> like meeting a vampire. He's <laughs> he <fucking> is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's but, on your planet Wezo at all times. But if if anyone knows Greg Sestero, don't I'm not I'm not like talking shit about him. But he just seems like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> like if I if 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 I'm being honest, he's he's not happy that my arm was around him. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, that's all good, but, dude. But, but, but Tommy was really, really, he's really nice and really genuine. And he's actually, like, because they do a little Q&A before the film starts. Mm. And he's he's actually really funny. Oh, that's great. And and I think James should have, uh, James Franco, should have let him have the mic a little bit. I think he elbowed him away. I, he should have. He yeah. definitely should have. Because well, what is he going to say? Is he going to, like, you know, and this is he his was gonna big say, moment. Um, I think he said he was going to say, if a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. <laughs> oh God, that's so good. I love that. I love that. I love it. When it's true. Room, he, 
he must have thought that was so like impactful, that was so poetic. And when you watch it, it's just like, what are you saying? What the fuck are you saying? You're my favorite customer. <laughs> Which, oh, can I, I, can like I have that. half a dozen roses, please? Thank you. <laughs> Good doggy. All right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, that'll be cool to to um have a Tommy Wiseau based Pacific Rim discussion. Well, I'll, I'll try. I, I could try to get in contact with him if you want. Yeah, do it. Why not? Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll get Luke on there. Luke is probably a disciple of that man. You know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you know um, my my main two dudes of uh, you know Tim and Eric they like they collaborated with him and I just yeah. love that have you, yeah go ahead have you ever seen no, I was just gonna say have you ever seen the show he done called The Neighbors oh shit no no I have not would you recommend no oh no, the, <laughs> you the, built that up man you were like yeah, have you seen it have you seen it don't watch it don't watch no, it the room the room's bad but it's lovable it's quotable it's funny it's, it's yeah. in, I will say. I will say I enjoy the. I'll consider the room a good film. Okay, yeah. it's enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. The ne- the neighbors. I think he was smoking crack when he made it. Damn, he looks like the kind <laughs> of guy who would do that. In yeah. the show, he looks like he's he is drugged up. It's on YouTube. It's free. Just type in Tommy Wiseau the neighbors and watch episode one. It, it's terrible. All right, maybe if I get um, I don't drink, but uh, I do like my Jello and I like to go in sugar highs. So I have a a storied past of uh, yeah. Just let's let's say uh, I've had my time with that kind of stuff. <laughs> ho, 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 a little tease for all the people Ooh, with active imaginations. Little, little yeah. snippet out let's there. Let's just say I was into the into the kaiju blue. You know what I'm saying no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> Not that, not that hectic. Just like anything from the earth, man, back then. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> who knows? You know what? I think you know what. Uh, here's here's one thing. I, I haven't seen the film, but already I know my pet peeve because I, I I know that he won't be in it. Uh, is um, I would like to just see a scene with like Hannibal Chow just kicking back, smoking like a, a spliff, just being like, look at the fucking world, man. You know, and then we I find think, out. Yeah. Well, or- originally he was going to be in it, but Ron Perlman has other commitments, but. There was an interview recently with uh, Stephen Denight, and he said, I think, in the opening scene that Hannibal is referenced. Oh, that's good. That's that's good, at least, so, you know? But I, I believe he... Have, I know Rico was um, sort of hinting to it in episode one, like, like, um, like what's happening to him within the comic. Mm. But I don't... It can't be affected him that much, considering originally he was going to be in Uprising. Mm, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, our title... Uh, we'll have to jump into it on, an, on, another, on another show, but that actually fits because we're actually, um, at least for myself, um, you know, I've got my tickets, but it's, uh, yeah. um, uh, you know, Rico and I, we kind of had this thing where like, we're going to see it sort of in the same time. You, you're, it's, it's opening in April for you, isn't it? Or, or is it March? Oh, uh, we get it on the 23rd of March. 23rd of March. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, I think, I think something like 13th of April or something for, so, mm. you know, I'll, we'll mitigate that. But needless to say, what that's going to do is it's given us a bit of a space so that we, you know, we ended up just sort of um, shooting the breeze a little bit, which is great. And I, I really love that vibe. But maybe if you wanted to jump on the next one, man, um, next week, it'd be cool to actually dive in. I'm not going to have the, actually going to have the Wikipedia article in front of me, a couple of articles just to sort of go through how long, because I think that will be our, our, the last one we'll have prior to the premiere really um yeah yeah and so or or maybe the penultimate one or something so that'll be cool to kind of go through we'll talk about like where each of us were at when we heard certain things i will admit for a time there was a a good chunk of months when i just thought it wasn't going to get made um yeah do you remember that sort of dark time yeah i I remember the dark time (laughs) yeah that's right before (laughs) Um, the empire i remember um an article came out saying that pacific rim uh what what was uh word it was something like it's been put on hold it's been 
Yeah, like, I remember like, that. It's put on hold. It's most likely not happening. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. That did make me a bit depressed. I was, That whole day, I was in a bad mood. All around me are familiar <laughs> yeah. faces. But, but, but the, the same day that that was announced, they announced that um, Kong versus Godzilla was happening. And then you're like... And I, I was like... I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mate, those fucking skull crawlers. I'm in. I love the skull crawlers, by the way. Ramarack all yeah, the fucking way. Yeah, yeah, they're really, they're really. Because when I first saw them, I was like, I don't know. Because when you see something so like, like, preacher design that's really new and different, you, like I'm thrown back a bit because you sort of expect like the generic designs. Yeah. But the more, the, the more I've watched uh, um, Skull Island, I've really appreciate. They're really freaky looking. That's right. Oh, you just reminded me. Um, we have a question from Sirico. I got to ask because he asked it in the um in our uh yeah like we're recording right now kind of post so he says what yeah. is your favorite kaiju design and why is it raijin or Shrikethorn? <laughs> 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 you cheeky bugger um yeah i think it's funny because you know we both talked about those are each of our th- favorites so we kind of covered that but i had to shout him out for that as well so yeah yeah that's cool um but you, you know because that was catalyzed by you know you saying the skull crawl is super unique i think uh raijin falls into that bracket and i just you know what like um you cannot fault the design of these of these films like uh, mm. from that point of view like like we're in a healthier place than ever for this sort of thing and um i suppose the next thing i'll ask you just this is just from me man and what are your hopes um for what uh, uprising will kind of catalyze as, as we maybe tail things off because we're we're just at the can you believe we've been actually at it for almost two hours no, and I know, right? <laughs> so what's your hope for uh, what Pacific Rim, kind of the effect that it'll have and where, where the path will be from Uprising forward? Well, um, I just hope I hope it does well enough that we yeah. get a proper series and people just, like, sort of not respect it, but just take it seriously. Because the first one, as we all know, is seen as a cult classic. Cult classic, but, um, cult classic. Cult it would it, it, be nice just to get it... Oh, I don't know, just to pull it higher up on people's yeah. radars and just open up the the many possibilities. Like we could get like a, an animated show, we could get mm. more comics, games. Yeah. That's right. I just hope I don't know, I just hope that it appeals to us, the hardcore fans, and it just mm. appeals just everyone just everyone loves it. I hope just I'm just so glad that it's for. being made. I mean, come on, dude. For a while it was like the first pack room, like it got in its own way, it got kind of torn apart. Like I put together that compendium. I don't know if you, um, I might even send you the, the Google drive link, but I put this thing together called Pacific Rim smart mainstream art with heart. Cause I love my alliteration. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it was just this gigantic compendium. I just try, I trawled through all of the reviews and I just put together just like some of the beautiful things people were saying, like, uh, one person said, look, when I, I remember the look that I had in the mirror after I saw, Empire Strikes Back, uh, and I had yeah. that feeling when I when I after I saw Pacific Rim, and I saw my kids uh, like buzz around the house in the same way as as I was doing with Empire, and it's like they've it's like a Star Wars for you know like a new Star Wars kind of thing. It has this feeling of being a bigger universe, and it really encourages like you know just the premise of it. Like put two words together, do a couple of lines on you know a bit of crayon, and you've created your own kaiju slash Jaeger. So it's it sort of yeah, it's sort of. Uh, really is friendly to that and I one thing I don't know I'll share this with you man it's just a general um, uh, a general grab I suppose that's time it's time it's at that time in the podcast where Dan and Albert become old grumpy men Uh, (laughs) is is I'm wondering why like maybe it's just because it's maybe the age we're at but you know 
it's so important with films like this to to keep even though your your, your mom like your girlfriend and stuff they're like they maybe roll their eyes a little bit i'm but at, yeah. at their core i'm sure they're happy that it's it's important to keep the inner child alive and uh you know one thing that we have to kind of make uh, you know just account for is that you know people after a certain age like holding to these things there's the connotation of like oh you're like a you're like a man child or all that stuff but for me it's mm. it's i'm and i I, it's not a sublimation or anything. It's like the genuine fact of it is that I get insanely, like almost debilitatedly jaded with the world, especially with the direction that the politically things are going in sometimes yeah. uh, and definitely existential. And it's like, you know, you can't, it's, it's, it's like Pacific Rim is one of those avenues for me back to like that unjaded, like happy child. That is, do you have to keep that alive to like stay alive in a way? Um, how mm. does, does, does the film uh, sort of uh, connect with you in, in any way like that? Yeah, definitely, it definitely does keep, like, I'm not, I'm only 20, so I'm still probably considered to some people, like, not a mm. child, but, yeah. um, but I don't know, it does, it does, it just, I don't know, when I think about it, it just gives me that, like, that, I, I, don't, I wouldn't even say, like, childhood, like, sense of, like, escapism or mm. happiness, it just, in general, just makes me feel that way. That's great. But, um, but when I first, because, uh, like I said, I was about 14 or 15 when it first came out, and, uh. I won't go into too much detail, but I mean, school. Let's just say school and life wasn't really easy at that time. That's all good. When you're trying, when you're trying to figure out who you are, what you want to do, blah blah mm, blah. Mm. And especially when like you're heavily invested in things like like anime and uh, Godzilla and that, like people do like ridicule you. Yeah, which is. And then I, I, yeah, I like, to this day, I just I just look at Pacific Rim, just as just I love it. This like, is fun. Know, but yeah, like it's yeah. just it's just pure escapism. It's just great. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And like the best kind of escapism, even. You know, it's funny, like Godzilla, you can really think and you can almost point to it as like, oh, that's the most like outlandish. Oh, it's a, it's a giant creature destroying. Mm. But, you know, the basis for that uh, was the idea of um, Japan being unable to express itself post-war um, in any way that brought any kind of defamation on the U.S. military. So they had to mm. somehow vent their um, their trauma and their pain that came after the Hiroshima bombing and stuff, they had to put it into some kind of expression. Um, and they, mm. they used this veneer of the metaphor of the monster, but the, like they, they purposefully colored Gojira, uh, the color of like a, um, person who had like been through the explosion, like the, the, the black charred skin was meant to evoke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you've read all that. Because, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. As, as much as I love like the, like the shower era of Godzilla movies, like, in the 60s and 70s I, I, I do take Godzilla very very seriously like yeah. I hold I hold 54 and Shin on the same like high pedestal absolutely I, just, I think I don't know a bit controversial I think I love Shin more than 54 just mm. where like it's, it's relevant today and I think I don't know not that the message is more important than the message of a nuclear uh, warfare but I don't know I feel like how Japan's government handles like disasters and mm. I don't know I just like Pacific Rim I do take seriously to an extent but got like Godzilla like when people say oh it's silly or whatever I do not offended but I like yeah. listen, listen here you you don't yeah. know where it started yeah listen mate <laughs> all right so this is on a whole other level than just you and me at a pub talking about how you don't you there Pacific Rim's all right <laughs> like let's let's just like take this to the next level That'd be fun, man. I'd, I'd go out on a night just to like see if I can get a rise and see if someone like ever calls you out. It's just like that's and and so then and so then like fast forward to the hospital is like they thought about what <laughs> he, he he got a black eye because of what? <laughs> I mean, literally, when when that happened, and like I was getting a bit like loud, but I was only like being like playful with the person. I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
people were running up to me like, Dan, well, like, let's go, we'll take this outside. Oh, that's stop. so great. I, I had to stop a minute and actually go, <laughs> do you know what we're talking about? That's so great. Oh, man. Oh. That's a great, great little vignette there. So, um, yeah, <laughs> to all those artists out there. So, yeah, he's he's happy sharing his Instagram there, Real Human Keen. You know, he's got his image there. I want any any cartoonist to just actually do a picture of that deviant art. Like, I challenge you right now. A, uh, <laughs> a mini comic of, uh, of Dan, you know, literally just like you want to fight about it you know just out there you know just uh fighting the good fight for pack room you know exactly so, fighting the good fight that's right that's right well man we're up to the two and 30 you know what let's tail it off and um jump on the next week how, how do you feel about that yeah well i'm happy if you want to keep going keep going this if you oh. want i don't mind well you, you don't have to ask me twice for that buddy all right okay so um oh, oh no I'm, I, I initially thought there was another question there but um mm. so I guess one thing that, because we just we were just talking about like um, you know uh, the, the genre in general and stuff, um, yeah, of of this uh, and how if you think about it, apart from you know we see we saw Godzilla, which had a bit of a more of a muted kind of feel, um, mm. yeah. Even though like the mood for me, it's like Godzilla's like a mood movie. Like I'll put it on less to tune into the action, but more mm. just because I like the the flow of the movie and. It's it's strange, like it has the freaking choral music from two thousand one Space Odyssey, and like yeah, you know, it, it really tried some different things. Um, so mm. I think there's a space being made for that. But like, let's be honest, Pacific Rim is the sole banner flyer. Like it's it's flying the banner of Tokusatsu proudly. Um, yeah, and just for not being, it's like, it really feels like for just for not being a Marvel movie, it's like what do you deserve to exist? Like it's, it's, it has its existence called into question on a daily basis. Simply I'm for like, not. I can't, I, can't <sighs> I, I, I really, I just can't, I just can't be asked. Like, <laughs> we've been hearing this for almost five years or like, and like you scroll through on Twitter, like, oh, like God. I search up the hashtag Pacific Rim every day to see if there's anything new. Yeah. And so many people are like, why is there a sequel? It doesn't deserve a sequel. Shut it's the fuck up. It's like, oh, it's a Transformers ripoff. Yeah, but you don't complain that they're making a six Transformers movie. Or freaking 28 freaking superhero movies. Like, the next time I see, like, a superhero cape, like, I just, mm. like, I, oh, God, you know. I, I, am feeling, I am feeling the superhero fatigue. A big time. Big time, mm. you know. And, yeah, but then again, you know, if this is why we're we're on the fringes man this is why you and i are pariahs because if we say that they're like what do you mean this was like revolutionary and this is the most amazing uh, fe- uh by the way i love hey i love marvel it's great but i also yeah. love like um uh blackberry jelly i but i can't have a three kilograms of blackberry jelly you know uh in like moderation is really important um mm. so yeah dude um yeah, what, yeah. i don't want to like I don't want to get too political or upset course. people here, but I'm just going to say Black Panther, mm-hmm. it it wasn't revolutionary. It like, was, yeah. it's, it's just a Marvel film, mm. but everyone happens everyone happens to be black and it happens to be centred mm. like in a different country. But people are proper screaming at it's like a step for black movement. Mm. Have you seen the film? It's I, just, yeah, exactly. And and so here's what I'll say. So we've lost about 80% of people because they're in full yeah, Black Panther ev- support. Everyone's gone. There's about everyone's two gone. people listening and now one of them is like about to throw their phone out the window. But <laughs> let, let us please explain. So again, we, we talked about representation earlier. 
uh, we talked mm. about like, you know, it's not about um, a particular like, uh, you know, nationality or anything being represented that like, yeah. that's actually really great. And I've heard Terry Crews, uh, who is a surprisingly, um, you know, I don't even want to phrase it that way. He's just straight up, but like a beautifully eloquent writer. And he, he took the time, you know, this is the guy, you know, um, you know, with, uh, he did, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's, um, he's on, I think he is Terry. That's his character's name on Brooklyn nine, nine. Like he's a funny, funny guy. And, and, uh, he's been giving his, his thoughts out there on the sort of me too movement and everything. So he's, he's involved and he's cued in and he took this time to write this beautiful article. And like, it was refreshing to see a, 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 a you know, a movie with just like black characters, just like, totally you know there was there's no there was no overt thing about like look we're black characters it was just like a matter of course yeah. it was just a given which is so healthy to yeah. see and there was a recently announced or rumored to be announced soon um fresh princess of bel-air i'm like totally go with Shira. Really? yeah yeah and i'm like go with that tech girl she's perfect for it she could totally rock it um but i need to yeah i need to just sort of uh, support you there and just say look and this is mm. ray like ray again she's from like bangladesh right so like you know, mm. not white and stuff. So we, we, we talk about this all the time. And the most important thing is in this dialogue is to just re- make sure you're just like, you're, you're, you're cued in and you're not entering, you're not like oversimplifying it or anything like that. And I'm glad you shared your opinion there. But for me, it's like, I also need to be able to say, you know what, that movie, in terms of how it was constructed, it was kind of like, okay, it wasn't in and of itself yeah. revolutionary. It a great for representation, so good. But yeah. like we can't then just say because that had so many awesome, amazing uh black actresses and actors that it it somehow immediately becomes like a phenomenal film in terms of storytelling and pacing. It's like, no, no, you don't get that free pass. No, no, no. let's say critical because yeah. this is important staying objective is important. So what was your main thing with with um with Black Panther that you were like, eh? Well, it's just like like you said, I've got nothing wrong with representation. Like, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the black youth look up to uh, T'Challa. Mm. I think he's a really cool hero and yeah. it's a great film. But I mean, in terms of like the Rotten Tomato score and just people saying it's revolutionary, it's, uh, the film's a bit of a mess. Like, mm. like the first the first hour's a bit. Mm, don't really know where it's going. Mm. And like I've never really complained about modern CGI, but I have to admit the final battle. When oh come both, on! Even the CG people would admit. Suits, it just it just looks really bad. Really bad. And don't tell me that, oh, well, you know, this is one of the most all-time. And I think people were saying, you know, deserves, you know, a uh, Best Picture nomination and stuff like that. They're mm. already talking about that. And again, please don't. And, and here's the thing, though. And here's what I will say to Disney is that don't take this thing of, like, we've made this film. Uh, you know, Ryan Coogler, by the way, I fucking love Ryan Coogler. You see him talk mm. about, oh my God, he went through one of these fight sequences of... Um, ah, yeah, the uh, one yeah, with Claw. Yeah, what, the one with Claw, and he's like, I had all three of the characters, you know, one in green, one in red, one in black to represent the colors yeah. of, like, uh, Africa and, like, the symbolism. He's a phenomenal actor, but I don't want you to take someone like that and so- suddenly say, look, we got this actor, we hired this, we did all this, and we let them take it in their direction and make this amazing, beautiful black representation film and have that be, be some kind of thing to be like okay well look at like like don't like don't make like let's just, if you want yeah. if you want it to just like let it just be like let like my thing is the ultimate uh, the ultimate solution to uh, like the inequality problem is to just do your shit without raising attention to it just like mm-hmm. it's great that there's representation but if we ever want to destigmatize it we need to you know like yeah Oh, this is it. Oh, by the way, uh, Dan, this has become Black Panther cast. Yay! <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We, we fooled you all. Yeah. That's <laughs> what, what even is Pacific Rim? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? 
Um, but you know what? Let's tie it back there. So let's go with um, the angle that we're talking about with uh, you know seeing seeing the the you know the, the aspect of Pacific Rim being about like everyone. Like let's get everyone in. You know, uh, yeah. let's get ev- all, all people represented. And here's another thing. You know, we talked about first of all genre. There's this opposition to genre. It's like okay, fine. It's not what it's not your main your mainstay kind of thing that you're getting with the conveyor belts as effective as they are they they're pl- it's they're in the space where they're just making essentially the same film kinda you know with the Marvel mm-hmm. films with the yeah and by the way oi listeners this is not butt hurt pacific rim fans who are like why don't we have seven films no no it like we get nowhere by being no no one gets anywhere by being like spiteful or projecty it's like we're just speaking like super objectively like since guardians of the galaxy every single fucking marvel movie has like some 80s song starting it or some shit like that's yeah. you know dr like um dr panther sorry <laughs> dr. <laughs> that's a strange movie uh mashup you never knew you wanted yeah that's right uh dr strange yeah starts with that and it's like great it works within the movie but we we all know that it's like they're just trying to sort of hone in that on that formula and we hear here we have you know pacific rim fine jack roberts not your thing look at the, the 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 message of it which is coming together you know like you know all different races everyone just like healing through like broken people and like like you know amara again she's i i the, the way i see her sort of character arc going is that you know um you know her her and jake bonding over the fact that like they they both lost their parents you know and like yeah. the, there's these really beautiful themes out there that 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 have that you know um that same kind of yeah resonance as, as a lot of what marvel have put out there but but somehow mm-hmm. it's like no no because you're not marvel i'm sorry I'm sorry, but if, excuse me, where's your MCU logo? Ah, sorry, ah, you don't have that, so I'm just going <laughs> to completely fucking ignore you because we're just fucking yeah. sheeple, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm worried about Uprising's box office, but I mean, it, I'm glad it didn't come out in February because it would, because have, we've seen how well Black Panther's done. I think it just passed a billion. Mm, so that's right. I'm glad, I'm glad it moved to March, but then quite soon you've got Ready Player One and that's like Spielberg and it's all like these like nostalgic things from movies and games. I just mm. hope, I not only do I hope the first weekend uh, box office is good, but I hope Pacific Rim like, like stands on its own two legs sort of for like a couple of weeks maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm predicting something around the 750 million. Uh, that's, hey, laugh at me if you will, but that's what I predict. How about you? Mm. Uh, ending box office, what do you think? A worldwide after uh, its run? I'm not too sure. I haven't really thought about that. I just... Mm. I just hope it. I don't know. I just hope it does well enough to just warrant a sequel. Yeah, same. Because because the thing is, people complaining about this one being different or the look of it. But then, if this one makes money and there's a third, fourth, fifth one, like they could go back to like what we like. Mm. Like if if you don't support this one, there will be there will be no more. But That's kind of true. We're, yeah, like we're lucky we got this one. If if this one doesn't make money again, there is no way Legendary are gonna go. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a third one. Just let's test the water of a third one. No, no, and um, yeah, you can't. You, that that's not happening. Hey, I figured I'd let let you know, man. So, are you, do you have the mm. the Reddit in front of you by any chance? Oh, uh, I can pull up. Yeah. Yeah. So what we do on our um other shows as well. This is again. I'm I'm actually really feeling the vibe of this. Where you know, with the other shows, I sort of mentioned the structure at the top, but I really like the idea of just like letting the thing flow. Um, and without putting too many like sort of um stamps of like different sections but we do in our other shows sort of read out a little bit from the reddit so i I came across one by user um skrill rk knight uh or skrill r knight um says pacific rim uprising gets a kaiju sized batch of new images and i figured i'd go through some of these with you if that's cool 
Yeah. Yep. So let me know when you pulled it up. Alright, I'm just loading now. I've got I'm on I'm on the images. Noise, you with your fancy iPad. I had an iPad for a while. It's cool. I've had I've had this for years. Um in my secondary school they uh I think they tried to get rid of books and paper and for us to use the iPads, but we all just used it to play like Flappy Bird. So yeah. I, think, I, think, I think they scratched that idea. <laughs> That's so good. Too easy. Okay. Well, I'll just mention, I'll just sort of start riffing about the first one. You let me know when you're ready. But um, yeah, so we have um, this place where, you know, Yake, uh, because I'm saying Jaker. Yes. Oh my Yake. God. <laughs> I just said Jaker. Oh my God. Yake. Yeah. Jake. <laughs> Pentecost, excuse me, um, has his, uh, his like, I would, I, I mean, he's got all the clippings and everything about, um, this might even be mm. Amara's kind of hood, do you think? Or, like... I think, I think it is Amara's, and um, yeah. if you notice, there's like, uh, like a sort of beetle, imagery of a beetle behind him. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's true, that's right. Uh, 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 when I first saw that, I thought, oh, maybe, um she's sort of like looking into the kaiju biology or how they move. But I looked at it again and I'm pretty certain um, she's sort of seeing how that animal can roll into a ball and maybe apply it to Scrapper. Yeah. Since we see Scrapper roll up into a ball. Yeah. Scrapper definitely looks like a beetle um, in that way. Yeah. With like thought, the, yeah. yeah. But then, then you, oh, I wouldn't call it a problem, but you see it in other trailers, you see close up of all the clip-ins. Yeah, and a lot, a lot, a lot of them are concept art from the first movie. Yeah, and and straight up like screenshots from the first movie too. <laughs> yeah, like, like the, the one of Stacker. Like, who was there to take that picture? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was Tendo. It was Tendo. He's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> he he Tendo to do silly things at work. All right. Oh, just yeah. Now you know what? I'm not even gonna just like. I'm just gonna roll with it. It's like yeah, fuck it. I'm just, yeah, just I'm, don't, don't even mention that. Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so then we have Gottlieb and. Uh, Geisler, who I do mm. miss their like, like I mean they've gotten all like with their suits and everything. They're all like super well funded, so they don't have their scrappy look. But maybe yeah. we'll see, uh, you know, um, a Geisler at one point roll up his sleeves and we get to see the tats. Maybe who knows? I, th I think I think uh, the knight did mention that we see a glimpse of them, but not not to the extent of the first movie. Okay, that's basically you're saying that like Herman and Newt have a arm wrestling contest. So it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then Ooh. underneath that, we have Scott doing his thing. Um, what do you think of the helmets without the? Uh, I mean, you know, it's interesting. It just looks from sometimes. I I think it just looks like the glass is missing. But other times, I just think, well, you know, the glass really wouldn't do like jack shit. If you get attacked by a kaiju, yeah. it's not like that's gonna <laughs> talk about like an ineffective helmet. Like, you don't need to worry about that. So I think it's good trauma protection for the sides of the head, but I think it kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah, what do you think? I think, um, I don't know, this might, I wouldn't say controversial, but I really don't like the new drive suits. Mm, I just, me too, yeah. I don't know, cause compared to the first one, especially the first ones are so like, like they look like armour, but these, yeah. you can just tell that they're like, uh, like they just look like foam, just like foam stuck onto a wetsuit. Yeah, but yeah, but but since in aftermath we see Jake putting on a drive suit helmet to try and drift, uh, with Stacker, I'm sure they just wear these helmets just to drift, or is that wrong? I'm not sure. Oh no, yeah, the helmets probably the, it assists the drift. Uh, didn't, yeah, didn't mean to rhyme there, but yeah, uh, drift assist <laughs> and um, sounds like a a feature for like a four wheel drive. Um, but <laughs> drift yeah, assist. just drift assist. Yeah, with new drift assist technology. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but but I think yeah, they look like bike suits. They look like something where it's like okay, say if something happens to you alongside, uh, along the lines of what happened to you know uh, Herkansen, how he gets he gets yeah. unstrapped and it's like oh, if you were flung across the Jaeger room, you you'd survive. So I suppose that's yeah. the only concern they have. Um, so yeah, let's drift downwards. Thing until I get my belt, I'll do that. So Every time you say drift, you just yeah. get a shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, that would be. Uh, we have to at one point. Um, I'm actually uh, heading to um, next year. I've got we've got this bet going on Death Stranding podcast that Death Stranding is coming out in September next year. So we're actually going to be heading back. I'm actually going to be heading to Europe um, to mm. crash at one of my co-hosts' places. There, we're going to actually play the game. You know, assuming it comes out. Um, so yeah. Europe is planned next year. So if we're around the sort of uh, the neighborhood of like England and shit, and like we're we're <laughs> we're good to go, man. I'm I'm happy to like meet up and like and just like maybe do a live podcast or something. Hey, yeah, we'll sort something out if it happens. I dig, I dig. We'll probably be up to around about then, like our like 80th episode or something. So yeah. that'd be cool. Coolie. So we see cadets. Um, I am remiss in knowing who these folks' names are, but uh, my suspicion of the Kaidanovsky daughter there, just saying, it's just, yeah, it's just a vibe I get. Mm. You know, she does have the blonde yeah. hair, so. Um, I, I, I assume that, like, the Rangers have blue drive suits and the cadets all share green I'm sorry, drive suits. I'm sorry, but I am aware that it is my Rangers out there. <laughs> I thought fought, every time a Yeager, Yeager falls. falls, which is why. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they're called rangers. <laughs> they are. I know. It's. I mean, again, you know, it's just this funny thing that again, I I say this thing about being a fly on the wall of the Pacific Rim kind of like brain share of when they were coming up with stories, but it's like, did no one was no one in the room there to say? I think people might think Power Rangers when you say that. I just oh, there's a suspicion I have. <laughs> there's something that tells me with the idea of these giant robots that if you say Ranger, then uh, but it works. It's all good. Um, but it's when it's when um, Chuck says to Riley, "Is like when's the last time you jockeyed?" I can just imagine him like in a full jockey get up, pilot in Gypsy Danger. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And what is this like alien? Like in the space jockey? Yeah. Like, this terminology. Some of it really hits home. Like I love the Shadow Dome. I love Low Scent, which is a uh, um, uh, local. Uh, uh, center is that what it means? Uh, center command, something along that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then ponds, obviously, you know, bridge. So terminology yeah. wise, is is off the chain. I love it. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's cool. So let us drift further downwards. Oh God, S- save me, <laughs> save me. So that's Amara, if I'm if I'm not wrong. Um, in uh, in her full kind of cadet get up. I'm just uh, I don't know what Jaeger she's in because we all know that brace is a Mark Five, but on the compod door we see that's a Mark Six. Hmm, that's true. Uh, but, but, think... but the colouring looks to be bracer, but it could be the Simpod for all we know. Could be, could be, yeah. Or oh, the mm. set design is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> got it wrong. I got it wrong, boy. You done fucked up. Um, then we have Chai Jing, I think her name is. Um, the yeah. actress who plays the, let's just face it, the villain. I mean, she's coloured the exact same as the like that bone white of the uh the, yeah the, the, the drones the drones yeah mm. and um gottlieb is saying like oh someone left let, let them in close up on yeah. changing someone i wonder who it could be close up <laughs> on changing you know <laughs> it's her like saying oh, i'm the villain i wonder who it can be. <laughs> imagine if in full cockney accent she looks at the tv she says it's not me <laughs> get out of it, get out of it. <laughs> yeah so that's cool um we have a very serious i i miss burn gorman I, I love yeah, how yeah. fussy he is. It's so great. 
you know, the language of God, you know, so good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then we see Amara doing her Amara thing um, with, yeah. no, oh, I see. I see who this is. This might be um, maybe one of Amara's earlier missions uh, before. Does she drift with um, with with uh, Jake? I think she does at one point, right? Uh, she starts off in Bracer and then she winds up Pilot and Gypsy with Jake. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I dig. All right, and then we have to Scott. Oh, there's, there is a crap ton of photos. That's awesome. So Scott doing his thing. It looks like um, like maybe like Scrapper's Lair or something. It doesn't look maybe who knows. Nothing much mm. to say there. Um, and then we see a possible return to the Shanghai Shadow Dome with like the Chinese uh, writing in the back. Or what do you think? I think this is the uh the new Shadow Dome. I forget what it's called, like Moyulan or oh yes. I, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think this is when Jake and Amara first arrive and uh, mm. Nate is introducing them to all the cadets. Yeah, more like that. That makes sense. Yeah, he's such a hustler. Mm. Look at Jake; he's all like, "What?" <laughs> 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 yeah, such a ragamuffin. That's so cool. Oh, but I like that he gets to do his accent, just like attack the block. Hey. Yeah, I know. I know. That's so good. It is cool. Really representing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see clashes, you know, personality clashes between Jake and uh, I'm not sure what her character name is. You know uh, me. I you think know... it's, it's it's I think it's Ray's Ray Jules or okay. Jules Reyes or it's, I know Jules is part of it. Jules is a cool name. I dig that. So mm. who knows all the things that will happen there? Very dashing photo underneath the, that. It's uh, them just like strut, <laughs> strutting about. It's cool. Uh, and then one of my favorite shots, dude. Come on, man. Oh, it's the return. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Oh, so good that was such a badass that, that was one of those moments in the earlier trailers of like the 2013 mm. film that had yeah. that had people just like fucking punch you know <laughs> like really getting like, into it I like um, in the compod I like the evolution of all the holograms because if you rewatch the first film they do have like holograms like coming up over their forearms and mm. like screens in front of them mm. so cause I saw some people not complaining but a bit like oh it's, it looks too advanced but it's been 10 years and if you watch the first film there is like holographic imagery within the compods yeah that's totally fine exactly yeah what's yeah, oh yeah and you, you, yeah literally during the kaiju uh, sorry the uh, the uh, knife head fight uh, we see the uh, yeah. thing that he's holding it's this thing that has like half analog half from uh, digital um, elements um, we have the answer to your mm. question man about um, which uh, Jaeger it is with Amara and the um, co-pilots uh, there's three co-pilots it looks like it's um, um, Bracer Phoenix yeah you can see you can see Bracer's little um, sort yeah. of silhouette uh, in between right. the two brains uh, Bracer Phoenix was like you know what when I got dressed this morning I looked at a picture of Striker Eureka I was like I can do better I can I can go bigger with these shoulder pads. Let's put something on my fucking shoulders that's like at least a hundred foot wide, so I can't fucking move. Because you know what? It's about the fashion statement. All right, that's <laughs> so great. Uh, queer eye for the Jaeger guy. That's so great. Just like imagine that, just a Jaeger, like a makeover show. It's like just going up to Cheno, be like, you put on a few pounds, love. You know, it's just like I'm not sure that the whole nuclear the nuclear power station look is really working for you, you know? I don't think it's working for you, Han. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I dig it. But that wasn't a crossover people were thinking of. Alright, so um yeah, I just I really do I really do do dig um uh, Avengers Conpod. It just looks like ready to go. It's like yeah. I, the blue and everything is really cool. I like how also they're they're doing like the colors of the inside of the Jaeger pods, like kind of, I don't think we've even seen the inside of Athena's Jaeger uh, compod, have we? I've, I think we've we've seen snippets of it in the trailers, but mm. not long enough to get like a full scope of what it will be like. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, a couple of shots from the first trailer. Uh, you know, with mm. um, the, the the trio, I'll call them Amara, Jake, and uh, Scott, or Nate rather. Then yeah. Chen Jing, who's clearly not villainous at all, with uh, <laughs> with Charlie Day looking very smug. Uh, three three thousand tons of awesome. I hope he, we still get to get that guy. You know, we need. Yeah, um, I think we will. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this, <laughs> and I'm dead, just <laughs> uh, so good. I mean, I gotta I gotta be honest, man. When someone any when anyone says to me like they throw me a line that I just I do this with other properties as well, whether it's Star Wars or whatever. Mm. But you know, if someone ends a, se- a sentence with like, "Like, are you aware of this?" I'll be like, "I'll just be like, I'm aware that every time I send <laughs> someone out there, <laughs> every time I send a Jaeger out there, it's my rangers that are falling." And it's like, and and just Ray leaves the room. <laughs> like, like someone, yeah, like someone's being like playful and like funny to you. Like, oh, are you aware? Like, it just stops, and you're like, "Oh, I'm aware." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all the clouds just turn dark <laughs> just turn dark that's right and you just immediately take out your phone wordlessly and start playing Ramin Jawadi's score <laughs> just so that you have the appropriate music oh what 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 a score that is yeah oh, it's so good what a score like game of what sorry like have you like I don't care any like no he's he's super talented he, he's composed some amazing things and I'm not going to discount his amazing Game of Thrones work but like Tom fucking Morello like just shut the mm. fuck up like no you don't get to have any better music than that ever because, you know. I hope it. I think it has been confirmed to return in Uprising. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, dude, like that's going to be a moment in the cinema. I really hope for your cinema, um, and I mm. also for mine, uh, that like people have fun in that session. Like I, you know, you know. Uh, Maybe, and this is a credit to both of our partners, I'm sure, because it's important to, as well as <laughs> indulge the inner child, it's important to be adult. But sometimes when I feel like just like erupting out of my seat and it's like, I'm with yeah. Ray and like, I, I respect like Ray not to want to embarrass her, but I also feel yeah. like, God, I need to just like, just literally jump out of my seat right now when, <laughs> when I see some amazing shit. And I, I'm sure that's like what Stephen DeKnight and his crew really want is people to enjoy it on that level. So I hope mm. that your cinema is full of like people who are like super into it, man. Well, I hope so because I'm, I'm not entirely sure like even though we've seen like Mac Owens and Clips and Newton Gottlieb, I'm not entirely sure how like I'm going to feel emotionally like when I'm sat there in the cinema witnessing after yeah. all these years them come back. And then at whichever point in the film, the theme is going to come back. I'm not, I don't know what my reaction is going to be. I'm I'm excited to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm giving myself a bit of permission. I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Like I've admitted that it's, it's cool to just like get emotional and shit. Like I had my army times too super tattooed. Like, but the thing is like, you can't ever just be like, well, I'm, I'm too insert whatever, like, uh, uh, you know, oh, this is my relationship with films. I don't cry, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. Like, you know, uh, for me, uh, I I I need to believe that we have a future ahead of crazy conveyor belt Marvel movie times. Like, I yeah. I need to believe that people can believe, like that they can um, invest in original properties. Like, dude, let me take your side here, Dan. Like, you don't know what we're about to. See. We're about to see. I think I heard rumors of like a nine to five remake. Like. It's bad. We're, it's this is the end. We're, we're in bad times. <laughs> this is the end times. We're seeing um, someone's making a movie about the flaming Cheetos, like, like what? Yeah, like they're gonna make a movie about the guy who invented the flaming Cheetos chips. 
Yeah. So that's maybe again, yeah, super worthwhile as well. But so if we could have something that either isn't either extreme of like completely what <laughs> sort of ideas, and then also yeah. like um, things that. Uh, by the way, that's not to shout out like risk risk taking filmmaking. I mean, who knows? Maybe they do a beautiful film about that. But it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, if we could have something where it's like, you know, that's why the eighties are being so mind into because in the 80s people took risks like et you yeah. know star wars you know indiana jones like that was a creatively fertile time and for me pacific rim is like one of the last banner flyers for like like creative filmmaking you know um, yeah definitely so there you go that but so just the fact that yeah i i i think i i feel the exact same way as you a man when i'm sitting there and i just i keep in mind that like i i actually filmed myself when pacific rim 2 was announced and i just i'm just like I, you can see it in my eyes of like holy shit like i can believe now i can I, you know the, <laughs> i can believe in an industry i want to believe i want to believe you know because <laughs> what is it we have at least six star wars movies announced with the wd weiss um db weiss you know and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, game, of thrones. game of thrones you know john favreau doing the series we have more standalones love star wars love it but you know i just need to believe that uh, and, and pacific well, that, that- Rim helps that with me well, that's the thing, though, because say Uprising is really successful, like, and they mm-hmm. and they do like seven films, they proper milk it, like. Yeah. I don't know if we would. Would we? Would you still enjoy that? No, and like make make to make a couple. <laughs> like they, hey, in the eighties they made three Indiana Jones movies, and a lot of people argue that they should have left that be. You know. Yeah. Um. There's such a thing as overstaying your welcome, and um. But there's also such a thing as like bandwagoning, and then you and me, if we express anything close to not entirely fucking riding excuse me to be seriously gross but just riding fucking marvel you know in bed just like if we do if we express anything other than that we're seen as somehow just like oh you don't get it the feet <laughs> we're of what's seen being off done. the grid <laughs> yeah we're, we're off the grid we're immediate pariahs but um but yeah no you know for me you know that's why i love you know i didn't mind kiyomo stepping back to do shape of water like he is a consummate like actual storyteller with like 50 or 60 things in his in his periphery that he wants to grow because guess what dan get ready i hope you're sitting down but <gasps> yeah, I, I am. yeah <laughs> stories shock are actually super effective when you tell new stories <gasps> amazing really? oh my god <laughs> it's unthinkable <What? laughs> it's unthinkable it's almost as though we have the capacity to imagine beyond sequels or prequels <gasps> you know so it's insane <laughs> But there you go, dude. Well, we've basically covered all our stops, man. We're just cresting the the hill of three hours. And this has been one of my favorite premiere sort of as in like first time with a host. Like we will drift mm. just fine kind of thing, dude. I dig it. Oh, yes. Absolutely, man. So what's the plan for tomorrow? Uh, In terms of what? Oh, wait. Sorry. For you, it's not tomorrow yet. You're, you're today at the moment for you. Because for yeah, me, yeah. I'm about to head to bed sort of thing. So there's a tomorrow for me. But you're, it's like 5 a.m. there, something like that, right? Oh, no, it's t- it's two. It's two in the afternoon. Ah, uh, this two two in the afternoon. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Why did I get the impression that you were like, oh well, now I take everything back about you being all like, oh look at him sacrificing his time. Look at you, it's fucking lunchtime. <laughs> you lazy. Why don't you wake up at three a.m. No, I'm kidding. No, this is actually a perfect time. I actually really dig this, dude. Um, mm. that's cool. Well, you know what? Let's tail things off, dude. I am going to read our yeah. little outro and uh, we'll crack into the post show. So. For all our new listeners, which is mostly everyone now, because, you know, unless you've been following the interactive artistry kind of main shows there, um, the Shadow Dome is a part of the interactive artistry network. Uh, Please follow all of our outlets for Pacific Rim affiliated content and news. And um, Dan, where did you want, if you wanted people to find you on the web, where they can kind of um, uh, follow along? 
Um, I mean, you can follow my Instagram if you'd like. Mm. It's Real Human Keen, all one word. Mm. I don't. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. I haven't posted anything yet. It's that also is Real Human Keen, and uh, I hope to start producing content soon. Mm. Cool. But I'll keep you updated on that. But yeah, if you want to follow my Instagram or my Twitter, my Twitter is also Real Human Keen. <laughs> Dig it. I mean, it's just photos of him with Tommy Wiseau like over and over. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's so good, dude. But yeah, no, and um, it. If that's cool, dude, definitely jump back on, man. It's uh, I think there's I think you got a good vibe for this podcast, and you're more than welcome mm. to um, any of the future shows if you want to. Uh, I love how again, you know, you can't imagine as uh, someone who's starting just starting a Pacific Rim podcast to hear someone who's like, you know what, mate? Every single day since the first film, I've been talking about Pacific <laughs> Rim. I'm like, you know what? I have a slight suspicion that he'd be good for a podcast. I'm just saying, yeah, he, just he, might, he might be alright, but <laughs> going going out on a limb. So if uh, you're 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 in the fold, man, you're you're on board as far as I'm concerned so if that's there for you if you like oh yeah really appreciate it dig it man dig it okay so um i'm thinking i'm still workshopping a way how to tail off the episode so for god of war i say it's time for a new beginning at the end and you know with mm. uh with, with death stranding i say the game has already begun because it's that's something kojima said yeah so i'm thinking it's a bit corny to say cancelling the apocalypse so mm. um we'll, we'll workshop it but for now do you have any pacific rim type sign-offs uh, for our listeners um uh, ready for the uprising yeah ready for the uprising motherfuckers have a fantastic upcoming week everyone and we'll catch up on the next one bye oh. now let's get it done that's what I'm talking about in my focus I wanna get it off till I die in my focus I wanna get it off till I die they've evolved and they could wipe out all life y'all for me Y'all remember me in my book, cause I'm gonna get it all till I die, get it all till I die. I think I could get used to this. In my book, cause I'm gonna get it all till I die. There's something you need to see. Well, he's pretty big. Speaking to Dan Keen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, what of it? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Looking for another slap, are you? Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, buddy, so good to speak with you, man. How have you been? Yeah, you too. It's been, uh, I've been all right. I haven't, I haven't really been up long. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, um, I did, so I balked a little bit. Uh, at uh, at the hour that it was going to be for you, but look, I'm um, I go by what the co- what the co-host is most comfortable with, and at all times, uh, for all future um, times that you uh, hopefully will appear again on the show, definitely let me know whatever is most comfortable. This is the reason I I, I set the seven p.m. to ten eleven ish p.m. Um, Australia time frame is because like it's just it's the only window of time for recording for me uh, with all the shows that I'm doing. So I I triply quadruply quintuply. Uh, appreciate some um, you setting aside the time my friend 
That's all right, it's fine, yeah. You got you you have got loads of shows going on. I do, yeah, yeah. We're um I just posted recently to the uh, main inst- um interactive artistry uh page about uh, where we're at. So we've been we've existed for about six months. Um we're up to hundred and eleven hours of podcasting, forty episodes across all the shows. Um yeah. I would say so close to about thirty or thirty or so uh co hosts um across all the different ones. So yeah, we're kinda getting something started, man, and it's uh excellent to have you on board yeah well thanks for letting me come on board that's awesome legendary legendary live eternally yeah boy <laughs> <laughs> i'm digging it i'm digging it well you know what let me um grab my uh show notes which i always bring up after i've started uh so one second show notes and put a shadow down uh, i was telling luke from uh premiere quest you listen to premiere quest yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent him a message, uh, you know, probably yesterday, some point. It was maybe like some god, god, god awful, god forsaken hour. I was just in the middle of the night. I was like, Luke, I can't sleep. Should I have named the show? <laughs> should I have? Should I have named the show the sh- the Chatterdome? <laughs> oh no, I think the Shadowdome does work. Yeah, it does work. It does. Yeah, because it is that kaiju, that That's center. Fun. Yeah, center for kaiju and Jaeger research. And um, we've got Pons in the chat being like, "Yeah, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your Jaeger dude." You know? Yeah. Uh, he's full into Jaeger, and me and Sirico. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How about you? Are you? What do you swerve to either? Uh, like preference or? Well, well I prefer Jaegers, but it's weird because um, the whole reason I got into Pacific Rim is because my love of kaiju. Mm-hmm. And then it just slowly drifted into the. Like, I still love the kaiju, but I can't, I, I can't let that slide. I can't let that slide. You I'm said sorry. drifted, my man, drifted. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. <laughs> but yeah, but I, 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 like kaiju are cool. Like that's yeah. how I got into. I'll talk about it later. Like I'll go into Pacific Rim because my love of kaiju. But Jaegers, they're just the coolest. Oh man, that's the absolute coolest. Absolutely, and it's funny because yeah, um, I think I mentioned I must have mentioned it in one of the posts on the Reddit that like initially, if we really, if we're really honest about ourselves, like, and it's mm. like real talk, I um, I saw the very first back in twenty thirteen or maybe even late twenty twelve when you they started teasing those PPDC blueprints and all that yeah. sort of viral marketing stuff. I saw Gypsy, and I will be on. I was like raised or not raised. <laughs> on the playground, raised on Neon Genesis, Evangelion. <laughs> I'm Will Smith all of a sudden. Um, yeah, yeah. I was. I sort of. I, that's how I knew kind of Colossus, so colossal kind of um, mecca to be is like Neon Genesis. That was sort of my blueprint, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I saw the Count Dracula flaps and and all that, it was a little bit too eccentric for me. But like eventually, obviously, I came around and like I, I really appreciate how different they went on on that uh, in their own kind of direction. But um, I can't I can't deny that. Like when I saw Striker, he's like, "Oh, this this feels good." Like Striker with his fucking like yeah. literally brass knuckles, like he is my favorite. Yeah, because originally I didn't Striker was my least favorite, mm. but qu- quite recently I've started to like him. But I think my main problem with Striker is that um, I think the chest looks too much like a car, like like the car headlights. You know what? That's actually and true. Then that, uh, that that just reminds me of like Transformers. And I'm just like, oh, don't get me started on that. But over yeah. time, I've been looking at Striker. I just I really like. Like the overall like angular design with striker, you need to think about like how in relationships. It's it's what it's it's what's inside that counts, and what's inside yeah. is a fucking set of mus- missiles, and that's what counts, right? That's yeah, what's yeah. inside that chest. 
<laughs> all that matters. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I would like to see a series of like uh, hallmark Pacific Rim cards that play puns on stuff like that. Like you, you, <laughs> you cut my heart into ribbons, and it's like a picture of like uh, that's a terrible. Why did I? I sh- that's why I should. <laughs> I should never work for hallmark. That's not man. how you should have started it off. That's terrible. That's terrible. All right. Anyway, uh, I think I feel pretty warmed up. You, you're, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. All right, let's do a three, two, one, and we'll jump into it. And three, and two, and one. Pilots. Ready to connect. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me try it again. Three, two, and one. Dude, I dig it. That was lots of fun, man. That was, that was three hours. Yeah, what the fuck? That disappeared. That just like, poof. You know, what? by the time mm. I've added some of the clips, it'll definitely be the, the, the perfect three hour mark. So I'll see if I can get that OCD style, like exactly three, zero, zero, you know? Yeah. All right, dude. So many cool revelations, man. Obviously, a lot more to talk about uh, on next week's show. But, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. And we'll, I think we'll have you and Pons on the show for sure. That'll be cool for you guys to kind of catch up. He's in uh, in uh, in South Korea, which is so cool. Yeah, I've never actually spoken to him. Like we've like tweeted each other, but it's it's cool. Like actually, because we we all just started sort of forming our little like Twitter group. Yeah, I and dig now it. Like, we've, like spread into this podcast. It's just really cool. I dig, man, and I love that there's that pre-existing connection there. Because you know, I mean, you guys kept yeah. the you kept the Siberian Wall like guarded for six years. You like six <laughs> years. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> just slips in and out there but anyway dude have a fantastic uh upcoming weekend i'll catch you um yeah literally we'll, we'll probably aim for the same thing if mondays are good for you yeah yeah I'll, I'll let you know all right man too easy have a great rest of the day man be well all right you too bye bye, bye. something was pouring from his mouth he examined his sleep blood blood Crimson, copper-smelling blood. His blood. 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 And bits of sick. Thank you.